0: Alright, welcome to this week's The Sports Block Podcast. The Final Four is here. Baseball opening day is here. And who better to talk about all that with than my good friend and co-host of this podcast, Travis Grince. Travis, how are we? A lot better than we
1: were this time of year ago.
0: Yes, yes. It was a a dreadful time during the sports world. And, um, yeah, because... There was nothing going on. Uh, sports were canceled. I at should that point. I should
1: go back and listen to what, whatever our show was a year ago.
2: Yeah.
0: It,
1: well, last week of March, first week of April, see what we were talking about, what we thought. Mm-hmm. Things have been shut down for two, three weeks by that time, just
3: a couple of weeks, so.
0: Yeah, and then we went a couple of months, I think, without doing podcasts podcast yeah. just because there was no need to. There was nothing to talk about no. outside of COVID if you wanted to. But... Um, it took a
1: while for the networks to start showing old games, and mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls documentary was like the first big thing yes. that happened that a lot of people were into.
0: Which I still have not watched at all. Oh, yeah,
1: you're not. It's, it, it was it was exceptional. I don't it was know as good, good as the Bulls were in the 90s. That's how good it was.
0: Yes, I'm sure it was. I'm, I'm sure yeah, it is. was. It just uh, It just doesn't float my boat.
1: No, that oh and Seinfeld. Anything that's the greatest of all time. Like I'm taking oh, a pass, stop
2: it. Taking a pass on Se- that.
0: Get out of here with that Seinfeld garbage. It's not like, I have an appreciation for the Bulls and how good they were. I don't have an appreciation for Seinfeld because I don't think Seinfeld's good in the slightest. If I Google,
1: if I Google right now, top five, what? Sitcoms of all time. Do you think the first link I click on? Do you think it will be in there?
0: I'm sure it will.
1: I. Why is that? Top five sitcoms of all time. First, the little literally the first thing I see. Some article from Business Insider has Seinfeld literally at number
0: one. I mean, god damn. I, I just. I don't get it. I've never once... How do you not get it? It's, it's number one. It's, I, I have never laughed at that show. Fucking, it, it's MASH I know it's is different. number two. Like MASH, we've all seen MASH. Yeah, the MASH.
1: Like is that's right. fine. That's like it's not one of my favorites. Okay, I can oh yeah, that's I can understand. Yeah, I love Lucy at number three on this list. I don't care. All in the family at number four. That's that's a really good show. But when
0: was this list created? Like when is this article from? So let me tell you, the Andy Griffith Show was
1: five. I don't know about that. This is from 2013. So. Okay,
0: so yeah, let's get something more current here, because I would. Think so what? What? What in the last eight years? The Big, Big, Bang, Big Bang Theory. Okay, the
1: here's one Theory. from yep. 2020. Something called screenrant.com Top 15 sitcoms of all time according to IMDb. Okay. Well, w- wouldn't you know what number one is here? Seinfeld. Rick and Morty. Sorry, not. No, not <laughs> doing that.
0: Interesting.
1: Number two, is some other cartoon I've never heard of. Friends is three. Cobra Kai is four. I mean, come on.
0: What, what's what's two? What What's number two? Is it Futurama or? No, Gravity Falls. Nope, I've never heard of that. Of some one. Disney. I got to tell you, I've been watching more Futurama lately in the mornings, like just having it on, like either, you know, before what? work or having it on in the background. That show is very exceptional. Um what? Just with how creative they are for the year 3000 and pieces. like the lost city of Atlanta rather than the lost city of <laughs> Atlantis. I mean, it's just it's just fantastic. So they had Seinfeld number 10
1: on that list. There's also a website where you can rank anything ranker.com yeah. <laughs> and The Office is one, Friends is two, Seinfeld is three See, and i He's don't like the just...
0: office either the office it makes me michael scott i know <laughs> it, it, i mean michael scott's like king joffrey he just they, they plays the character so well but you want to crawl out of my skin it's just so bad
1: i get the yeah, i've seen it it's a good show uh another one here uh, cheers is one friends is two and seinfeld is three so okay. no matter where you i mean you know what? It's a consensus top five show. So whatever, I mean, and this other one, number one, like it's, it's, it's just so like we've said many times,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like it's a very creative show because all, all the stories at the end, there's two or three or four storylines and they all kind of come together at the end in a very
0: creative way so it's wait we're we talking Seinfeld here or what are we talking yes, about? yes we're
1: talking Seinfeld okay. so it's well, I would like to watch like and have two
0: episodes with you at some
1: point okay. uh and say well I mean yeah so I'll see if that ever happens
0: okay I mean you never know it might we might be able to do it on a summit league tournament weekend at some point here who knows yeah, we might um uh yeah you won't get me to laugh once at that oh thing. shit I I can if you do, it would be a stunner. I will go, you know what, just, you know, for the Vegas line, we'll go over or under one and a half laps. One and a half. I mean, just, because maybe I'll give a little snort or a chuckle that we'd have to count. Um, I'd like the side-splitting laughter. So I don't know. Um we'll have to we'll have to look at that at some point.
1: George Castans, you know the characters. George yes, yes. works for the Yankees for a few seasons. Yes. Yeah. And he's trying to get fired, but he can't, so he mm-hmm. takes like Babe Ruth, a Babe Ruth jersey mm-hmm. and wears it and gets ketchup and shit all over it. And takes one of the World Series trophies and ties it behind his car and does donuts in the parking lot. Wrecking the trophy. Just trying to get
3: fired, but he can't.
0: Now, the Jason Alexander Tide commercial from the Super Bowl, that was somewhat clever. Maybe yeah. that was that taken from Seinfeld? where. No, that's know, got nothing to Okay, all right. Well, I just didn't no. know if you know he, he takes a Babe Ruth shirt, gets it dirty and stuff. It's like well, this.
1: Get this your face off my, my
0: face. Yeah. Yeah, so... Like, I don't get the, it, there's nothing funny to me about Kramer uh, just running through uh, Jerry's door. not get my Like, it's just, like, A, I'd be annoyed. I'd want to punch the guy. Like, what the hell are you doing here? Get the hell out of my apartment. Oh, I'm just oh, going to just, just man, drink milk no, right from the jug here. <laughs> hey, George, what's going on? I mean, it's just, no.
1: No. this is one of the things that on eight, nine years. One of the later episodes, I believe, uh, Kramer somehow gets friendly with these Asian Japanese people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so they're having a good time going out and they got a hot tub in his apartment somehow. And they're in the hot tub and they're having a good time. And, uh, I think they're, they're trying to get signed to show Seinfeld in Japan. And these guys are supposed mm. to help do that. And, uh, after the hot tub and the night of drinking and partying Kramer puts them in drawers like a literal like drawers like you put your clothes in oh so yeah, that's oh. where the, that's where the Asians sleep in these drawers mm. and uh they get stuck because the wood is warped after the steam from the hot tub and they get in and they can't get out and they need them for this meeting the next day I feel like that's so, uh,
0: a tad racist
1: well they, they like the drawers And then uh, Seinfeld has to come and save them from next door and gets like an axe and starts uh, chopping them, uh, chopping these uh, dressers down to get these Asian guys out. And they take them to the meeting, and the Asian guys are like, No, we don't like Seinfeld because he tried to kill us with this axe, trying to get us to where we were stuck. In the in
0: the thing, so. did Kramer like get in trouble though for being racist? At like uh, one of did was he in the audience or was he doing stand up and he?
1: Yeah, he was in the audience.
0: Uh, he was doing a
1: stand up thing and he was using the N word. Oh, okay, right, yeah, not have done that. No. So that and curb your enthusiasm. That's always a good one. Well, I have no
0: similar yeah, show. I have no problem with Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, I, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it, but but,
1: but that that is that is Seinfeld right there. If you I like know, that? It's, it's, you would like Seinfeld? Larry because David. It's, it's literally, the literally from the guy who wrote
0: Seinfeld. Yeah, but, d- that doesn't matter. Like, I can I can appreciate Chuck Lorre for writing. I think he wrote The Big Bang Theory, but that doesn't mean I have to like Mom or any other CBS show that he does. What's the
1: other one? Uh, Two
0: and a Half Men. I think mean, that's a good show. Yeah, it's. it's it gets old after a while, or like when you lose Charlie Sheen. and well, uh, After he picture. left, yeah, it didn't matter. But
1: uh, like two and a half minutes on all the time, you watch an episode. Well, yeah, that's funny. That's mm-hmm. good. That's funny stuff.
0: Yeah. Big Bang Theory. Or, or, like, show. or like Family Guy or, uh, or South Park. Oh, that's Park. a terrific show. Yes, yes. Yes, absolutely. I actually, I've I've had a whole bunch of Family Guy episodes saved from like the last few years i said you know i just done all the new ones and stuff and i am trying to catch up on them now because i'm like okay i have some time here i can do this and i just watched one from i think it's like 2019 or something and it's the uh the, the winter olympics oh it's funny oh they, they go to uh, yeah. south korea and peter gets captured by the north koreans it's it's very <coughs> funny uh that one is definitely up there for me so that you just and the food truck one with the Bing car. I mean, it's just, <laughs> Bing, Bing's here, and it's just. There's a lot, of, a lot of shows we like
1: that we uh, we say these are good, mm-hmm. but uh, Seinfeld, Seinfeld's a big one. Yeah, Seinfeld's a big
0: one. You can have it. You can have it, and I will. Oh, I will.
1: I will take it. I will take
0: it. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw the. Um, but you, do you watch South Park at all? Back in
1: college, when I roomed with Beck, that was his show at ten thirty at night on UPN. Really, Um, other than that, I I don't watch it.
0: They did a a quarantine or like a a pandemic special back in October, and then most uh, with you know just a few weeks back, they did this uh, this vaccination special, and they go after QAnon and uh, a very funny scene right away. There's this old like. All these people are waiting in line at Walgreens to try and get a, a shot and whatnot and there's a bouncer there like hey you're not on the list and stuff and then this uh, old lady she walks up and like she walks in like wait what are you doing and uh, she just sticks out both middle fingers and says 79 pitches and then walks in it's just it's hilarious um, that's good it's it's very good it was definitely the highlight of the show right there so um, very good. Something I like. Eh, we all have different tastes, and that and that's fine.
2: Uh,
0: so, uh, let's get to it. Though the final four is set. Both the men and the women. We'll start with the men first. Uh, Gonzaga. We knew it was going to happen. Uh, Baylor. Fairly confident that that was going to happen. Houston. Okay. Um, yeah, probably, especially after Illinois and West Virginia lost. I mean, Houston became the first team ever to play against four double-digit seeds and win those double-digit seeded games to get to the Final Four. And then you have UCLA, an 11 seed, only the second team ever to uh, make it to the Final Four after doing the playing game, joining only Shaka Smart's VCU Oh, And Shaka now, of course, the head coach at Marquette. Uh, but let's let's go to the sweet sixteen games here. Uh, I mean Gonzaga absolutely rolled. We kind of expected that. Arkansas and Oral Roberts. Arkansas love to to put themselves in these double digit uh, deficits and Max Aves almost beat him there at the buzzer. Uh, that was great to see and Loyola Chicago shit the bet against Oregon State. Um what was your impression of the Sweet Sixteen? I mean, there's a lot to choose from.
1: I, I um, Saturday we did all the wedding stuff, and I mm-hmm. we got home five at four, five o'clock, whenever five o'clock, six o'clock. I purposely taped the Loyola Oregon State game because that's the only one I was interested in. Yep. And goddamn, stacking the bad game sucked.
0: It did. It was bad. It was very bad.
1: Loyola-, Loyola couldn't score, and they tried to come back. And Oregon State wasn't very good early on, but yeah. Uh, we're going to say knocked him off unfortunately so that was a downer I think everybody wanted to see Loyola Mm -hmm. reach the final four again but uh, yeah defense was there just couldn't couldn't score any points so and then Gonzaga um, them and Baylor that's got to be the game Mm -hmm. that's got to be the game and if they can beat them then they'll be undefeated and they'll, they'll beat everybody so It'll, it'll be, it'll uh, be, it'll be impressive, which hopefully happens. But yeah, that offense is is real good, and I, I don't think UCLA has much of a chance. They always have a chance, and I should know better, but. I think Gonzaga just
2: fucking rules, mm-hmm. e. honestly. I do too. I have 20 points. Um, UCLA.
0: Just going back to Saturday in the in this um, Sweet 16. Baylor was in a seven had a seven point halftime deficit to Villanova, rolled them in the second half. They won 62 51 again. Arkansas with the big double digit comeback to beat Oral Roberts, and then Houston. Uh, buddy buckets. He needed a few more buckets. That was not very good. Houston really dominated that. Then. Just go Sunday. Gonzaga easily won. Michigan I and mean, Florida State. With I would I would bad. say Florida State. There's a there's a case to be made for Loyola, but I would present Florida State with the most disappointing showing in the Sweet 16. Uh, couldn't knock down any threes. Bad offense, just all the way around. Couldn't get much defense done. I mean, just it was very bad. Like. It, we expected Florida State maybe to beat this Michigan squad because Michigan was is without Isaiah Livers and they vastly uh, underperformed.
1: At least for the Big Ten, they got one team. Yes. At least to the elite eight. Yep. So it wasn't terrible, but like the AAC, was anybody talking about the ACC? Like the ACC did not have a good tournament. We didn't have Duke in there. Right. We didn't have Louisville. Carolina got dominated by Wisconsin. Yep. Not that they were expected to do anything, but the uh, you know, Virginia lost right away. Clemson lost the ACC. This was a bad year for them.
0: Yes, it was, and I don't think there. Were, but everyone knew, kind of coming in, it was a down year for the ACC, so it wasn't too terribly surprising. I th- I think a case could certainly be made that the game of the tournament was UCLA and Alabama, um, well. I, and I'm just gonna say it right now. Because I, keep, I, I said it last week, I'm going to say it again, make your damn free throws. Like, there's yeah. no reason why you see, and I'll make the case why, like, UCLA, congrats that they're in the Final Four, but outside of beating BYU, and yes, you get to beat a 14-seed Abilene Christian, Woohoo! congrats. Like, they weren't the better team against Alabama, and I don't think they were a better team against Michigan, which we'll get to okay. in a second here. The only reason that UCLA beat Alabama is because Alabama could not make any free throws. They shot under fifty percent from the foul line. You make five more free, th- you make five free throws, you win that game in regulation. So just, it, it's unfathomable to me how bad. Alabama's free throw shooting in that game was. And you, you have to give credit to UCLA because uh, Johnny Juzang uh, fouled out and it, he's their best player. And you thought, okay, like they're done here. Jaime has played very well. That uh, Cor- Corey Riley or Cody Riley um, really stepped up uh, as the big guy down low. But uh, Alabama with it, it a fantastic ending you know, to regulation with yeah. Reese hitting that three-pointer. But, damn it, I mean, Alabama's <laughs> got to make – you got to make your free throws. That's that's the reason why they lost this game. They missed way too many free throws. And then USC dismantling Oregon with fantastic defense.
1: Yeah, it was like about 50% from the free throw line. That's bad. you gotta you got to give yourself a chance. Mm-hmm. I let out an audible scream when uh, Alabama hit that three. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's like the first buzzer beater we've had. Yes. We haven't had many in this tournament, and that's – and then the games have not been good here this past week, and they were not good for the most part. So, yeah, UCLA, that one. I didn't see Oral Roberts, Ohio State.
2: Yeah. But I
1: feel like that was probably one of the better games, Very good. Yeah, I would yep. think. Yep. Um, I didn't see it, but I would think so. But, uh, like, yeah, I, and I did, not, I did not watch the Michigan-UCLA game either. That looked like that was terrible. But – Probably, probably an
0: exciting finish. That game was so frustrating, Krenz, because Michigan had at least a dozen chances in the second half to tie or take the lead with a bucket, and they made only one basket in that time. It's just terrible shot selection. Hunter Dickinson did not play very well. Uh, Franz uh, Wagner was absolutely atrocious. He picked the absolute worst time to play the worst game of his season. I mean, he airballed a three. He missed a shot at the end that was somewhat close, but he was terrible in that game. Just shot after shot was just missing the mark. It was just absolutely awful. Um, and there, and so that's why I say, like UCLA. Yes, they forced Michigan into some of these shots, but it's also just terrible offense. I mean, and outside of uh, Johnny Juzang, in in that. Elite eight game against Michigan. No one else did anything worth a damn. I mean, Zhang had I think twenty eight of UCLA's fifty one points. He had he had more points than the rest of his team combined. I mean, that's that's not good basketball. Michigan should have been able to easily ride to victory, and they just did too many poor shot selections and too many turnovers. It's just sloppy play by Michigan. Terrible decision making. Michigan deserved to lose. That they should have won, but um, I mean. I'm not going to lose any sleep over them losing. Uh, and this is now the first Final Four where we have no teams. They say east of the Mississippi. I'm just going to say in the Eastern time zone. It's the same yeah. tomato, tomato. Uh, so that is history there. Uh, Houston, Oregon State in the Elite Eight, that was a bad game. Oregon State came back, but, I mean, if Houston Houston can beat Baylor because Houston crashes the offensive glass better than any team in the NCAA tournament, and certainly out of the four remaining, they crash the board bet crash the boards better on the offensive glass better than any team. They play great defense. Baylor can get out rebounded, so that's I think an interesting matchup there. But if Houston gets past Baylor. Gonzaga's gonna wipe the floor with him because that's yeah. what I thought with this Elite Eight game between Gonzaga and USC. I'm like, okay, USC's defense elite. They're the 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 tallest uh team in the NCAA tournament. They can I mean obviously they made Oregon look like crap and they had made every team look like crap, and Gonzaga just said, nope, we don't care. So if you're gonna if you're gonna trounce and just dismantle USC's defense. There's no way that Houston's defense is even going to be able to light a candle to Gonzaga and slow him down.
1: It said, uh, people had said that Gonzaga would have the easiest path to the Final Four. Yes. And I, and I said, let's just see who gets to the Final Four, and then we can see. I mean, it was Houston. Yes. The ten seed, the eleven seed, the 12th seed, the 15th seed. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. easiest path that uh, you could have. It was almost literally the easiest path you could have only uh, way easier is if they would have faced Liberty mm-hmm. in the Elite Eight or if they would have faced head State in the Sweet Sixteen. So, right. like I, Houston, a two seed, again one, of, again, one of those teams, it's okay. We ended up with two ones, a two, and an 11 yep. out of this thing. Yep. Uh, Baylor and Gonzaga, they're, they're the top two teams. Yep. Then in this other, I mean, you had Illinois, you had all of these orange teams, you had Oklahoma State, yeah, which was a disappointment. Somehow, Oregon State scores eighty on them. Uh, Syracuse, they make a run. Yeah, what a what a junk region that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least for UCLA, they beat the top two teams. They beat one seed Michigan. They beat two seed Alabama. So yep. I'll give I'll give them that much. They beat the top two teams. yeah uh, in their region, and they ended up you know, playing the fourteen seed. That doesn't hurt. So.
0: And again, I, yeah, think, I, mean, I think that you know, like you know, you, if you play this in a normal year, if, if you're playing a normal tournament where you're in various different cities and you're not staying within a controlled environment, uh, if you are having full arenas and stuff, this tournament plays out in a lot different. This is the most upset laden tournament we've ever had. Uh, yeah. in, in the NCAA tournament, just by if by if you're looking at the the seedings, like the top seeds and stuff, this is the most upsets we've ever seen in the NCAA tournament.
1: But, is that it? Yeah, I mean, it's the most upsets based on seeds, or I the, think yeah, yeah the based on seed
0: winning. Yes, based on seeding. Um,
2: yeah. but like, I
1: mean, yeah, look at you know USC beating Kansas, like you know, yeah, they, they just absolutely destroyed him. But like, I don't, in Kansas I wasn't that was, good. Yeah, yeah, I thought USC was
0: winning that game. Yeah. So it ba- this is we, entirely based on seeding. Yeah,
1: um, on seeding. But again, I mean, there, there, I mean, there were some upsets with that. at the end of the day we got, you know, two ones and a and a two yes. up there. So.
0: Yeah. I think, so I just think I just mean, think Houston well, doesn't get in prob- well, maybe Houston does if they have a if we have a full arena. UCLA doesn't. I just I, I think I, this tournament plays out a little differently.
1: I don't know with the, with the crowd. I don't know who that helps, who that doesn't help. But you just look at Houston. You just look at their, you know, eight teams in their little region. Like, who's coming out of that thing? Like, West, I had West Virginia, Uh huh. but they, they, they were not coming out of that thing. So, it was just, yeah, it was like, I mean, their toughest game was against Rutgers. Right. And they but probably should have lost that game, Rutgers, that game against Rutgers. Yeah, and R- Rutgers State made it interesting, but uh, yeah, I mean Rutgers. Yeah, but you, you very easily could have had a Rutgers Oregon State mm-hmm. 8.
0: easily. <laughs> you could yeah. have. It's and Rutgers should have won that game. Uh, they they yeah, they blew it. Played like you know they played terrible down the stretch there. So. Um, yeah, no. I would say it's a memorable
1: tournament. A lot of tournaments, like what happened in two thousand eight. I don't know. I can uh, UCLA was in there, I think two thousand eight. Other than that, I
0: don't really know. Like we're going to remember uh, two thousand eighteen for the for Virginia's loss to UMBC.
1: Yep, gonna... we'll remember that. We'll remember uh, twenty nineteen because we were there. Yep. But and we're... I'll remember this one because it was the first one in a couple of years. Yep. And you'll remember it for Oral Roberts, and you'll remember it for all those double-digit seeds, Oregon State. Mm -hmm. I I posed this question to the group, I think, yesterday, a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. If Oregon State would have made it, would they have been the most unlikely Final Four team? We've had uh, Butler. uh, We've had George Mason. We've had VCU. Syracuse. But would Oregon, I mean, Butler had Gordon Hayward. They had a couple NBA guys. Yep. You may make the case for George Mason. They were an 11 seed from yes. a small
0: conference. Yep.
1: But would Oregon State have been the most unlikely Final Four team we've ever seen? I mean, they were, I think they were 12 and 10 heading into the Pac 12 tournament. 12 and 10, picked to finish last. What were they seated in then? The 8th, 9th, whatever they were seated in the, in the Pac 12 yep. tournaments. Yeah. And. They came really close
0: to making the Final Four. Well, see, I mean, if I remember correctly, like, George Mason had to beat UConn in the regional yep. final uh, to get to the Final Four, which they did. I think it was UConn, they had to have been uh, the one seed. They had to have been the top seed that year because there's no way that the eleven could have played the two yep. in in the uh, Elite Eight there. so 2006... So, yeah, it was,
1: yeah, they were the one seed. They, they beat Tennessee as a two. No, no. They beat, they beat North Carolina in the second round. That was a big one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Three seed. They beat Wichita State as a seven. It's not different than they had. Then they had to beat to Connecticut by two in
0: overtime. So if you look at what Oregon State did, I mean, Tennessee as a five seed. The, the problem, I understand. I mean,
1: Oregon State... They didn't knock off like a huge, you know, number one number. two. they beat Oklahoma State? Yep. Which, if I didn't pick Illinois to go to the Final Four, I was thinking, you know, maybe Oklahoma State. Yeah,
2: with Cade Curry, Maybe
0: Chicago. Know. So, I think it's an interesting argument or or a discussion that can be had for Oregon State. The, reason, like the worst team. The the reason why I say probably not is because I think the the seating in some of these. You know, these, these teams were heavily flawed in some areas. Like, Tennessee can't score. Um, or Oklahoma State, uh, a lot of freshmen. The youngest team in the tournament, if I, if I recall correctly. So, I think I would probably put George Mason's run probably number one. But... I would say George Mason
1: would beat Oregon State. Yeah. So maybe if I phrase it as Oregon State have been the worst team to make it like, yeah, Would, okay. you, would, would yeah. you think Butler Would beat Oregon State Do you think George Mason would have beaten Oregon State
0: I think VCU and Butler certainly Would have I don't know about George Mason
1: right, George Mason Ended up beating Connecticut, North Carolina And Michigan State That's, that's a good run
0: mm-hmm.
1: That's a pretty good run
0: Yep it's an interesting it, – again, you have to look at its different eras to a degree. So, I mean, the style of play, the the size of the players. I mean, that's how, like, you're comparing, like, LeBron to, to Michael Jordan and stuff. Well, I mean, two kind of different eras here, two different styles. You know, the, the builds of the basketball players or the NBA players back then in the 90s, so much different than what they are today. So it's –
1: I was going to take all the twelve seeds, and I switched at the end, and I took uh, Tennessee to win, and that was dumb because they didn't. And Oregon was close, but even then, I was taking Oregon State based on what seed they were, because I didn't, I sure as hell didn't think they'd beat Tennessee,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I sure as hell didn't think they'd beat Oklahoma State. Um, yeah, so there, there was no way. Like, who the fuck would have been picking Oregon State to win? I could see him picking win one. Mm-hmm. I guess there was some radio work that picked Oral Roberts to win twice. I'm like, wow, good for you. But Oregon <laughs> State, it's like maybe you have the nuts to pick them to win two, but certainly not three games.
0: Right. So. Well, because you, again, you anticipate that they're going to beat or to be playing Illinois, or if you're taking Loyola, you're going to take Loyola to go probably the whole way or to the Elite Eight before losing to a, a Houston well, or a West Virginia. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's. It's fascinating, and you know what? I have to do more research next year because I'm going to have to look at the free throw shooting. I'm going to have to look at defense. Those are the two things that are kind of carrying yeah. right now. And, of course, I mean, if you're if you an elite offense like Gonzaga, I mean, there's no stopping them. I mean, Drew Timmy, a double-double machine. He gets 20 points all the time. Uh, Jalen Suggs has terrific court vision, and his passes, there's a reason why he was the, the Minnesota Gatorade uh Gatorade football player of the year in the state of Minnesota, because he was a quarterback um in high school. He's he's ridiculously fan, uh, fantastic, you know. Uh just with his vision, with his passes. You can tell he was a quarterback. That's why I guess I'm trying to say here with how crisp those passes are and threading the needle the way he does. Um and then, you know, Corey Kispert. They say he's probably the best player on the team. I'd say he's probably the third guy that I notice outside of uh, Timmy and Suggs. And then Ayaya, I- 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 or Ayayi, I- and, um, I mean, they, they're just so loaded. It, it's a it's a fun team to watch. I don't think it's kind of like with with Clemson for a while. It's like, okay, I'm not going to get tired of this team dominating like I would in Alabama. I'm not going to get tired of Gonzaga, I don't think. Um they just seem like a great bunch of guys. Mark Few's a fantastic coach. So I hope they go through undefeated here. I think they got a five-star recruit coming in next year. They're just going to retool and reload. I'm going to pick them to go to the Final Four again next year.
1: Yeah, we'll see who comes back. Suggs, he'll be a uh, number one, number two pick, so yeah. he should leave.
0: I was on the Cade Cunningham train for a while. I'm now fully in Jalen Suggs's court. Give me Jalen Suggs yeah. number one overall to the Timberwolves.
1: Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, Gonzaga, I, I hate saying, you know, oh, this team can't lose. Kansas, who's going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, the fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers yep.
0: kick their ass. So Baylor's I the mean, only but, team remaining. UCLA's not going to stop them. Houston can't beat them. It's going to be Baylor. It's Baylor or bust.
1: Yeah, that would make sense, but sometimes sports don't make any sense at all. <sighs>
0: That's very true. Just look at my picks.
1: But, yeah, Gonzaga should win this thing. If it's Gonzaga-Baylor, I'm interested in that. If it's Gonzaga-Houston, I'll watch a little bit. I'm not too interested in Houston getting there. That that does nothing for me. I'm not either, but But, you
0: want to watch this game because it would be history. They would be the first undefeated team since Indiana in the 70s.
1: And, boy, we've had the the, the Patriots and Kentucky and all these undefeated greatest of all times, and Mm -hmm. they all come up just a little short, so... Yep. Just for that aspect. I hope I hope Gonzaga does it cuz I want to see it. Mm-hmm. And I I don't take away just because this was an odd year. I don't take away anything from them because no. there's they, they beat Iowa, they beat all of these teams. They beat Baylor, they beat all of these teams on the way uh,
0: yep. to the Final four. Yep, they beat they beat Virginia in the regu- in the mm-hmm. non-conference. They beat Kansas in the non-conference. They beat West Virginia in the non-conference. I mean, yeah. Gonzaga always plays a difficult non-conference because their conference is so bad. I got. They have to move to the Mountain West or the Pac-12 here at some point. They have to. It's just. It's not. It's well, not. If you can, I mean, together. if you can win a national title and still be
1: in the West Coast Conference, that's like. That's fine. I mean, that like they don't have to move. Like they they can be South Dakota State and win that thing um, more years than not. And I mean, it was just a continuous of. Oh, now we're in the tournament, and Gonzaga uh, didn't win. They 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 would, they would be in the thing, but. They didn't do a whole lot outside of that first, what, 97, 98?
0: Yep. Yeah, this has like been eight. a steady build for sure.
1: Like, they didn't do a whole lot after that initial run. It took them a while to actually get to the Sweet 16, then they'd be in Elite Eight, and then they finally got to a title game of there a few years ago against Carolina, and now they're, you know, it took them a while to be a one seed. and
0: I think if they can yeah. keep up with this standard of excellence, though, that they've built, I think they need to look to move to a different um conference like i said either a, a mountain west or a, mm-hmm. or or the pac 12 but i i mean that'd be a little difficult for the pac 12 to say oh i mean you, you're you would almost need football but maybe they, they'd accept them just for basketball and you'd, you'd almost need a 14th team then uh another non-football school for basketball
1: like you can, like all these conferences like they can do whatever they want
2: mm-hmm.
1: like you've got the big east the big east yes. is yep basketball and like they had different teams for different sports and for Christ's sake north dakota state and south dakota state they're in the big 12 for wrestling so mm-hmm. it happens in these little sports these non-revenue sports you have yep you know university yep. of denver's and hockey whatever yeah so i mean it happens but it never happens for basketball but i don't know why i can't like oh yeah i can sing. are you really good at basketball Run
2: the Pac-12, that'd make our conference a lot
0: better. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll talk conference realignment here either next week or the week after. Uh, I don't want to get into that this week because we do have the baseball to get into. But I'm going to take in the Final Four, as great a run. And and Mick Cronin, I I will take a lot uh, closer look at the Pac-12 next year, specifically USC, UCLA, and Oregon, because I think they're all going to be extremely talented once again next year. Um and Mick Cronin's done a fantastic job. It's just not going to happen, though they're not going to beat Gonzaga. So I'm going to take Gonzaga. I'm very hesitant to take Baylor just because of Houston's um, ability to crash the offensive glass. But I will take Baylor. I, it's We all want to see this matchup. It's the matchup that we didn't get in the regular season. They were supposed to play, but COVID uh, issues for both programs kind of wiped that out. Uh, so Gonzaga against Baylor, and I'm going to take Gonzaga to win. Win it all.
1: Yeah, one agreement there. And if that happens, I'd get a, I'd get a solid finishing or probably a top, top fifteen, I would say okay. for sure. Maybe, maybe borderline top ten. It'd be a, a nice finish for me and uh, kind a, of a
3: kind of a blah year.
0: Such so. a bad, bad uh, year for me on picks. I, I am out for revenge next year just to prove that I'm not a dumbass that I feel right now because that's, that's how it feels. Uh,
1: how do you how do you feel about the schedule? Toronto Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday.
0: I, I've heard I, I saw like Yahoo said we need to keep this as we need to keep it like this here going forward. I don't Ratings are down a bit, but whatever. I and I haven't checked the rate. Are they down like all across the board?
1: Yeah, I guess um I thought I saw something last week where ratings were good despite not having any of these normal Dukes and Carolinas in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the four Elite Eight games averaged 6.2 million. Um, that's down from 11 million that saw uh, Duke and Michigan State a couple years ago.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, 5.4 for Gonzaga and USC. Uh, Houston and Oregon State actually did better, but they were on CBS. Mm hmm. Least watched Elite Eight matchup in at least 15 years, probably longer. Houston, Oregon State Elite Eight, just under $6 So, fewest in a long time.
0: Well, and that's because it's on TBS, and it's because of the programs, too. That one was on
1: CBS. That one was on CBS. Oregon State, Houston on Monday night.
0: Oh, you're right. You're
1: right. Yeah. Yep. But it's on a Monday night, so that is a Monday night, and I think it's Better to have the elite eight on the weekend, the mm-hmm. bigger games on the weekend. You'll get better ratings. But either way, I, I mean, I'm fine with the way they did this. I'm, I'm okay with it. They had to. It do doesn't it, matter to
0: me. They had to do it that way. But it gets too late for me almost on Monday and Tuesday. Like, why, why
1: couldn't they have done it? At least, for, I mean, they went head to head with the women,
0: which can't be good for the women. Nope. I can't, I guarantee you more people were tuning into to Yukon Baylor on Monday night than Oregon State and Houston. I don't think so. Um, so they did it they admired the
1: women, which probably wasn't good for the women. But they, I mean they they played Tuesday, somebody's gonna play Saturday. Like they're gonna, they got three days off between games. So I, I, I don't know. It, it's a weird schedule.
0: I think they had to do it for testing purposes. All
1: that, that testing bullshit. I mean, it's something I wanted to bring. It's like all these coaches, like they, they wear their mask, and then when they yell at the ref for the players, yeah, they take it off. I mean, that's the reason you wear a goddamn mask yeah. to make sure your projectile fucking vomit and spits doesn't get somebody else infected. So, like, what's the point of the mask if we're just gonna, like, like what is what is the point of any of this? The the benches being uh, separated, all of this stuff. Like what the masks for the coaches? Like why? What what is that? I don't think that prevents anything.
0: I I don't either. It's it's I guess it's it's just just, I think aesthetics. It thinks just because it's what
1: we're supposed to do and it looks good. The coaches don't wear the masks when they yell, Mm -hmm. so that's that's a waste. These players are in the hotel practicing, playing with each other. But then on the bench, they have to be separated for what? Well, they're going to go in the fucking locker room in two seconds anyway and be yep. in a small room mm-hmm. right next to each other. Then they're going to go back on a bus with each other. And then they're going to walk in a hotel with each other and more meetings the next day in practice with each other. So what yep. the hell difference does it make if when they're on the bench for the two hours of the game that they're separated? Like What, what sense does that make? Like What is that going to stop? It's not going
3: to stop anything.
0: It isn't. Uh, and you're right. Uh, $1.7 million, uh for the UConn Baylor, but it's the most watched game prior to the Final Four in the well, women's tournament since Notre Dame, Tennessee had $1.75 million in 2011.
1: So, I mean, I know. I mean, the, the women's sports thing, we talked about it last week, but it comes down to interest. And that right there just shows there's not a lot of interest. Mm hmm. And I mean
0: that's just the way it is. So. Yep. Uh, Kim Mulkey. By the way, we hate Baylor uh, on the on the win side. By the way, I mean Baylor did get hosed with a non call there at the end, but no, wasn't necessarily mean they were going to win. But we hate Baylor because of what they did to South Dakota State uh, way back when. Was that 2010? Nine. 2009. Nine. Um, and I the, think the. the Gal cheating because she got injured and she wasn't a good free-throw shooter, so they had someone else come in. But, oh, she can jump up and down. Anyway, we don't like Kim Mulkey. We don't like Baylor. And then Mulkey said something stupid about how uh, no more COVID testing should happen for the Final Four. Like, they just go – it's like, come on. What what the hell are you doing? It, I bet I know who – if she voted, I bet I know who she voted for. I, I bet. So I think we both agree on who she <laughs> voted. She's just – yeah, it's just – What a terrible she, person she is. Like,
1: yeah. what a – what an old bag of a woman she is. Go away, yeah.
0: Kim Mulkey. What a bitch. We don't. We just don't. We just don't like her, and it's and yeah, uh, for good reason. For yeah. good fucking reason. Yeah, it's you not. Know, yeah, it's it's yeah.
1: Like quit COVID testing. So they. I mean, what an asshole. Get out of here. She's tested positive and your old program. Fucking terrible. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I, I very much look forward to Gonzaga-Baylor. I hope Gonzaga beats the ever-living shit out of Baylor. Just fucking up Toronto. I do not wish that game to be close or competitive whatsoever.
0: You're saying for the championship game if Gonzaga beats Baylor? Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I hope not either. I hope not. Oof. But... Anywho, so that's that. Monday, so Final Four, uh, 5.14 p.m. Eastern is the tip-off for the first game. Why Four, so early? Uh, well, again, they have to It's – got to scrub the floors. Cleaning and, and stuff because it's a Shit. longer delay. So 5.14 Eastern, then 8.34, I believe, is the other tip game. Or the, the other so why, game. Also, why 4.14? Why not
1: 4.12? <laughs> why not 4.07? Why not don't 4.27? Know. <laughs> It, why not any other random fucking time and combination of numbers? When was when was four fourteen? What was, in the fuck uh, is that?
0: When was our final four? I feel like it was it at uh was it five oh seven PM? Like, so fucking <laughs> stupid. Like I it, okay It's just like the Super Bowl, like six twenty seven. <laughs> like why not five
1: thirty? Why not four thirty? Why not four o'clock? Why not four fifteen? Why not uh, an even time uh you know, a quarter, quarter past, quarter till. What is this 414 bullshit? Nice, I... 4 414! Four it's like, what's 410? Like, come up with a round number of some sorts. What, idiot? The game's gonna start at 826. Sure, go blow yourself. Son. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> what stupid shit? Super Bowl's gonna start at 518. Fine. Fuck you. By the way, we're going to be approaching President's Day weekend Super Bowls because the NFL did um, get their 17th game of the year. Um, That's not wonderful. But no, like not even the players like no. not even the players. The, guess say Chris. It they should have they should have voted against the collective bargaining agreement, but mo- enough of them did voted yes to, So yeah, that's it's on the players. This is not this is not the owners. This is the the owners. This is the money. The owners would have
1: obviously said no too. But, but I
0: mean, it, it, this is on the players. No doubt about it. They are they getting more money? I think a little bit. Maybe like it's better health care or something for them. Better benefits, pension, whatnot. This is all on the players, though. That you know, they could say this is dumb as hell. Guess what? Enough of your constituents voted for the new CBA. So guess what? If you have a gripe, bring it up with all those guys. Don't do this. Don't say this is like. Don't blame the owners here. This is on the players. So um the and why do we
1: have to have a wall there's one fewer preseason game too yes so we still have to start the season after labor day or yes, on labor day weekend why why can't we start it a week earlier
0: well because that would coincide with college football they don't want that they um, don't
1: give a shit that's but you just play it You're last right. week of august or well uh, the so super bowl on fucking february 13th february 14th that's that's ridiculous. That is just stupid.
0: And just wait until there's an 18th game, and we're playing the Super Bowl in the yes. middle of February. Tons of fun. Yeah, tons of fun. The 17th game, and I don't understand why they're doing this from two years ago. I, the last, uh, like last year, like wherever you've the the interconference game and stuff. They're taking it from two years ago. So like the NFC North played the AFC West. So it's where whatever place you finished at in that year or last year, something. That's how they. And, no, it must have been last. It must be last year's standings, but they are playing the the opposing conference or the, the the one of the opposing divisions in the other conference from two years ago. Either way, Chiefs-Packers headlines the seventeenth game. Vikings are at the Chargers, so uh, they get to beat up on Justin Herbert, which is good. And there'll be like thirty-eight thousand Vikings fans there in attendance because there will be no Charger fans going to that game. So
1: they should make this game the last game of the year.
0: They should. Um, but they won't, but they
1: will no. We're going to make Eagles Redskins last game. <laughs> Vikings Bears. Can't get
0: off of Vikings Bears. Right. We sure can't. So that's that. Uh, we will be talking some NFL Pro Day. The NFL Draft is a month away, so that is exciting. Um,
3: wow. Well, uh,
0: yes, works. I'm excited, Crimson, to show my excitement. No, Jeff Wood, second from the I Lockdown was... Browns podcast, going to join us later here in the podcast, too break down some of the pro days, but we'll have our mock draft here uh, in April. Of, I mean, right the big the, the big trades, the big the big trades
1: this past week. Yes, huge. The Dolphins, I mean, I, you know, Dolphins go down, Dolphins go up, so it's...
0: And
2: they picked up the first round pick one, in the
0: process.
1: Justin Fields or the BYU guy at two and three, or...
0: Well... Justin Fields should probably be two. Justin Fields' pro day was outstanding. Um, and that's something. I mean, I, wanted I saw, I saw him
1: roll out to his left and throw the ball sixty yards to a guy wide open because there's nobody else on the field. Like what?
0: I think that was Zach Wilson like, No, it was it was Fields. Oh, it was, Fields it was okay, guy in red. Wilson had was, a seventy yarder, I think. Yeah, I think Fields. Must that's had great. Like yes,
1: okay, that's yes. He's a quarterback. It's going to be a first round pick. He should probably be able to throw the ball sixty or seventy yards. Like what? I am. He- what, what could possibly make a pro day impressive? I am here. Yeah, I, I, I don't, it's I don't a great know.
0: question. It's a great question. Just showing off that arm strength and and stuff. I think it, if you listen to kind of the experts after this trade that the 49ers jumped from 12 to number three, they seem to think that it's Mac Jones. And, or, you know, then you have a few people saying, oh, it's going to be Trey Lance because, uh, you know, Shanahan can fine tune it. I, I don't know. I would not take. I don't think I would take Trey Lance if I'm the San Francisco 49ers. I would take either Mac Jones or Justin Fields. Um, You're
1: going to trade up from what, 12 to three? Yep. You're going to what, two first rounders Wait, and a third?
0: Yes. Uh, well, and Mac Jones. Three, Three first round picks, technically. This year's 12th. Oh. And then a 2022 and a 2023 first round pick. And then a third round pick in 2022. Yeah. I, listen, Chris, like, I don't, what? I, I don't think. What? It's, it's it's a lot of insanity. It is, and if you're going to take it for Mac Jones, I don't know if that's great. But they they seem to think that Mac Jones might fit Kyle Shanahan's system more. I think Justin Jeez Fields would be better. I think ah. Trey. I mean Trey Lance, maybe. I I want to cheer for Trey Lance. I can't cheer for him in San Francisco. I can't do that. San Francisco's terrible. I don't like their fans. Like if he was from Hartford, I'd I'd have to cheer for him. Like
1: Marshall is quite a bit bigger. In Hartford, but if he was from you know, hell, oh, if he was from Mitchell, be like, Yes, go, go Mitchell guy, yes, yeah. even if he went to North Dakota, say whatever, yeah,
0: and well, that's what I want you to I, You know what? I shouldn't say that all San Francisco 49ers fans are bad, because we met one on our honeymoon uh, a few oh. years back, he was very nice fella. I've, I've stayed in touch with him a little bit, you know, um, you know, just mainly like once a year, like, Hey, good luck on the season, but um. Mm-hmm. You know, San Francisco 49ers fans are kind of notorious for being assholes. Um, so, it's... it's uh, I just don't want them to go there. But we'll see. There's still a month left between now and then. Um, so, that's that. Do you want to get to the baseball? Should we get to should we talk some baseball here? Yeah, a couple of things just
1: to get them out of the yeah, way. Yep. Um, state tournaments were a couple of weeks ago. Yep. There's, like, Kingsbury County. a county in South Dakota seen a pretty good spike of covid uh, Department of Health will not say there's any connection between, I think it was the De DeSmith De Bulldogs won a Class B title, and their county, Kingsbury County, now is a lot of cases, mm. and a lot of people went to that game in Aberdeen, um, but the South Dakota Department of Health won't say there's any connection. I mean, mm. two weeks after the whole town goes to watch a basketball game, just looking at this picture, I don't see a mask on anybody, I see, I don't see one guy wearing a mask. Like it doesn't take a genius to figure out. Oh yeah, um, figure it out. So <laughs>
0: that's that's your state, though. I mean, uh, Christy Gnome's really getting a uh, the, the some, she's getting a lot of uh, traction. She's getting a lot of eyeballs looking her way with these uh, with these bills, and uh, she's getting fights with Tucker Carlson and uh, oh, you know. Thank goodness Little she's around in an airplane, uh, trying to you know shake it, shaking firefighters' hands uh, for that uh, what that fire out in the Black Hills.
1: Little Nas X to fight with the rapper Little Nas X. Yes, yes. Like she, that's, that's what she, like, like who Trump thing is attention. Trump's thing was give me attention. Like Trump's thing was calling out who whatever random celebrity, mm-hmm. and then the media would talk about it. And that's what I mean. That's what she does. She does the Trump thing and. Like, Trump, like, can make up anything. Like, oh, yeah, she'll say this to this person, and it couldn't be any ridiculous. So, the transgender thing didn't go through, but she signed an executive order with it anyway.
0: To, on it, or she also wants them to redo the bill, though, in a special legislative session. Like, what yes. is she doing? They're, they're, they're not going to. Sure.
1: They're not going to, because they already voted no. And the Activities Association already has something in place for this exact situation so this is something that's one not a problem yep. and two the activities association already has something in place for this rare situation which has happened once to a cross country runner in the last 10 years this pressing issue and it's going to be brought up year after year after year because that's what we do in this stupid goddamn state so it's,
0: it's also i think her bill was like it kind of excluded ncaa uh, yep. stuff because she knows that they would pull out of uh like you know the Summit League tournament or potentially yep. D2 tournaments uh here I think Arkansas signed a bill, Tennessee signed a bill so I'll be very curious to see where things kind of stand with some of these like uh, the Big Sky tournaments being played in Boise or has been played in Boise. Uh Idaho has their bill, maybe they move nice. elsewhere. I mean the the Georgia voting law, people are asking for the the Masters to be pulled out of Georgia like okay you know what, oh. ML, the MLB All-Star game, I can understand pulling that out, but you're, you're not going to – the Masters is specific to Georgia. The All-Star game is not specific to Georgia. You can't move the Masters somewhere else, but – the,
1: the Masters has their own history of being – Racists and bigots sure. so let's not put the masters uh, like they give a shit what happens to the transgender or black people or any other minority
2: Ugh.
1: and then and like, like no like what does she win at I, I tweeted this she went across the country for Trump Trump lost she decided to go to Georgia for that senate race they lost that one the marijuana thing she was on TV saying we don't want this in our state guess what People said, no, we want this in our state. She lost the marijuana thing. And
0: she's fighting uh, it still.
1: This transgender thing didn't go through. She wants that. Uh, she asked the attorney general to resign when he killed a man <laughs> six months ago. Nothing's happened in the case. And he hasn't resigned. He said, no, I'm not resigning. Fuck you. <laughs> so what did he do? Nothing. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't resigned. He ain't going anywhere. Uh, and, and the COVID response... You go, oh, look look how great our COVID response is. Yeah, it's one of the worst in the entire country, let alone the world. So um, (laughs) she's been bad in a lot of... Everything she touches, similar to orange (laughs) fuckface, turns to shit. Like, everything she touches turns to shit. Meth, we're on it. Fucking stupid idea. All of this stuff she turns, everything she touches turns to brown
0: poop. (laughs) Well, you know what? At least it's, it's people are talking about South Dakota. Yeah, but. people are talking about us. <laughs> uh, what do they say? Even bad publicity is still publicity.
1: Well, that's not your idea.
0: Yeah. Anywho, let's get to the diamond, shall we? Baseball opening day is coming up here. Uh, well, it'll be Thursday. By the time you listen to this podcast, opening day. What million hours? Literally in, in moments, uh, away, uh, moments away. Moments away. A mere. 16 hours from now. So let's start in the American League. By the way, new rules this year are kind of reverting back to old uh, times. Uh, Ten playoff teams, no 16. Uh, There's not a universal designated hitter, at least not that I am aware of. Um, I would
1: like, I mean, hopefully we're done with pitchers batting. Hopefully this is the last year because it's
0: ridiculous. Yep. We can only hope. Um, But yes. Uh, those are like the two main things. Anything? Yes. Oh, and the second, uh, run around second for extra inning games. That's that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of.
2: Um,
1: that is Dane, and that is. Seven inning that, doubleheaders. That, that's college softball bullshit. This yeah. isn't softball. This is Major League Baseball. It's minor league
0: garbage. And no. then uh, the seven inning doubleheaders. I, I mean, that I'm not a huge fan of, but I get this this. Runner on second and extra. It's just so stupid. Uh, Both of those things are bad. I would much rather lose. <laughs> okay, I'd much rather lose a game in, in in like nine innings than have to you know lose a game in extras because of this stupid runner on second deal. It's just dumb. Just dumb.
1: And I always forget the double headers are seven innings, and I always forget the runner starts at second. It's like I'll be watching the game. And it'll be in the tenth inning, and there'll be a guy in second. Like, shit, where'd he come from? Like we'll be a doubleheader in the sixth inning. Game will be about over. Like, well, that was that was quick.
0: So let's start in the American League. We'll start in the AL Central. This is a two-horse race. It's the White Sox and it's the Twins. The Twins have added some pitching that will hopefully help, but it's really all down to like, can Josh Donaldson be his healthy self that he was before he signed with the Twins? And for the White Sox, they just lost the, arguably their best player, what, Eloy Jimenez, Mar- um, for five to six months to a peck injury. And you know what? He's given effort in spring training. I, It's a freak injury. It is what it is. But that's that significantly impacts Chicago's season. So I think mainly kind of because of that, I'm leaning towards the Twins winning the Central. Cleveland's going to be terrible because they traded Francisco Lindor bah. and they're just getting rid of everyone. I think they're probably – is it fair to say that the Indians are the worst team in this division?
1: No, I think they'll finish third. Okay. Kansas City's not – they're not good. They're not terrible. Detroit's, Detroit's very bad. Detroit is terrible. Cleveland – Cleveland's fine. I are you know – All right. The, if there was, uh, you know, if what, eight teams got in, they probably be one of the eight
0: teams that would get it. I Okay, so I'm going to flip then. I, I had Cleveland last. I will put Cleveland four. I will put Kansas City three, and I'll put Detroit. Uh, at the bottom But I'm going to put the Twins at the top I think top to bottom I think they are a better team Than the White Sox They've been here before But at the end of the day It doesn't matter what the Twins do in the regular season It's all about the postseason And not even winning a series Just win a damn game That's all we're looking for
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it's fun to watch them during the year And all the home runs they've hit and they're Their pitching these last two seasons Has been A-plus excellent
0: Kent to Maeda been amazing. He needs to he needs to do the exact same thing again this year.
1: That'd I be Cy great, young to, um,
0: board, uh, Cy I, young
1: I, I expect him to not do that quite as well with a longer season, but he's been great. Um, yeah, I like the Twins to win the division. I like Chicago to get a wild card.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, twins lineup pretty good. Uh, pitching, they say their you know, their pitching's been excellent. ERA's been you know top two, top three in the AL these past couple of years. You know, Kent to my eight is great, second on the Cy Young. That's good. Uh, Burrios has been good. Michael yep. Pineda's been good the last couple of years. Um, they got them some depth. I'm not crazy about Jay Happ, he's almost 40.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not crazy about Matt Shoemaker, he'll get hurt, almost so assuredly. Uh, they got Randy Dobnak, who they signed for what nine ten million dollars here this week for a few years. Yep. He'll start when Shoemaker inevitably gets hurt. Bullpen looks good, um, but, but I'm not as crazy about the depth um, as Twins. They, they got some guys coming up, but I uh, don't Bullpen should be good, but I'm not crazy about their four and five stars.
0: Sure. Maybe they'll do something at the trade deadline to bolster that, but we'll see. Do they have anyone in the farm system that you think, on like as a starting pitcher, that could come in? Uh- and help in that four or five spot later in the season.
1: Yeah, they've got a couple of guys like uh, Johan Duran, or whatever I say his name. He's a guy that's probably going to be up this year. Um, I guess Duran would be the guy. You got Lewis Thorpe and Devin Smeltzer, who they've been up the last couple of years. Who are fine, like long guy in the bullpen, fifth starter, fifth, sixth starter type guys. They're not gonna light the world on fire. But I would say uh, Duran, work for him at the end of the year. And uh, Jordan Bolzevic he's somebody probably up next year. Okay. So, Bolzevic he's a, he's a big bastard. And um, Duran, who I think they got from Arizona in the Eduardo Escobar trade a couple of years ago. So, they've got a couple guys in the next year or two that should be up. And Miguel know's got to get better. Mm-hmm. Too many strikeouts, mm-hmm. too many strikeouts. That's got to get better. And Byron Buxton had the best stretch of his career, and he still got hurts. Yep. He, he just cannot stay healthy. It's a can he play a 100 games? I'll set the ball low, play in two-thirds of the games. When he's good, he's very good, but he's not good uh, often enough. And when he is out there, he's not out there enough because he gets hurt all the time. So,
2: yep,
0: do do better. The AL East. I think it's fair to say that uh, despite losing D.D. Gregorius, the New York the New York Yankees are going to be just fine. They, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He hasn't played for them in a couple years. Okay, never mind. He was with the Phillies and always. Still with the Phillies, He's so. still with the Phillies. Yeah, I thought he was with the Yankees the last. Yeah, that was, that was a couple years ago. Eh, a couple. Okay, my bad. Either way, Either regardless, one. the Yankees are going to be just fine. They have the most talent, top to bottom, in that division. Uh, Tampa, you can never count them out because they all they have like one of the top prospects I think in baseball that will be a significant factor for him. The guy who hits monster shots. Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but Wander Franco. Thank you. Thank you. A wander of the world. Wanda from the, the ninth wander of Tampa, Bay. Yes, yes. Very good. But they lose I mean, they sent Blake Snell to to San Diego. I I just I Tampa's gonna be a factor in there. Boston isn't. Boston sucks. Baltimore's not gonna be very good. The team I'm most intrigued by in the American League in general oh. is the Toronto Blue Jays. You get George Springer, Vlad Guerrero Jr comes in, you know, like 40 pounds lighter or something like so he you could tell he's committed. You got B- Biggio and Bichetti. and mm-hmm. this this to me seems like a team that's poised to do some very good things this year. I think I'm going to, it, the mo- if you're going to go model of consistency, you go with Tampa Bay. But I'm going to yep. go with I think Toronto has a little more upside this year, so I like Toronto to Finished second, clear, a clear, a distant second behind the Yankees. But I like Toronto to get in the wild card this year.
1: I like the Yankees to win that division, and I like Tampa Bay to get the second wild card to play the White Sox. Okay. Um, Toronto, when they were good a couple years ago, they almost reached the World Series. My question with them was who your pitchers? Your offense is great. Who are your pitchers? Yep. They've got Hinge and Ryu. Who? We'll get to the Dodgers, but the Dodgers got rid of Cantu Maeda, We finished second in the Cy Young. And I think Hingren Ryu finished third.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Unbelievable! They've got Ross Stripling, a guy from the Dodgers who I really like, who struggled last year. They got Stephen Matz. He used to be good for the Mets. He's been terrible for a couple of years now. Their pitching's not. I don't think their starting pitching is very good. Uh, their closer got hurt. He's done for the year. Uh, he used to play for. Uh, Ken Giles. Ken Giles used to play for Houston. Okay, he was their closer. He's out for the year, so I, I don't like their pitching, their starting pitching whatsoever. I don't, I don't like that. So they got a lot of young guys. They, uh, what they were the what seven seed, eight seed last year. Mm-hmm. Not a playoff team under normal circumstances, but they they, they got to do something for me on on the pitching side of things for me to take them. They got Marcus Simeon from uh, Oakland. 30-year-old shortstop who had a good year a couple years ago. So, yeah, they should finish no worse than thirds.
0: Yeah, it's I, – I, and I agree. You know, the pitching, that's what kind of holds me back a little bit with this team, and it holds me back on a lot of teams because as great as the as great as their offense can be, you know, the bats and, and whatnot, it, great pitching can shut you down much more so in baseball yes. than, you know, like a great defense can – hold down an opposing offense. I mean, yes, defense wins championships. Um, great pitching wins championships in, in baseball. So if, if I can definitely see that pitching is a, is a concern. I And, again, model of consistency, you go with Tampa Bay. I'm going to take a flyer with Toronto this year and hope I don't get burned.
1: Boom. Tampa Bay is just great because all these no-name guys, they trade always trade away mm-hmm. their best guys, but they still keep on winning. So that's amazing. I mean, and they started this pitching thing with the with the opener, and they're going to take Dick Mountain, one more twin, Dick Mountain, <laughs> and and team him up with uh, Chris Archer. I think this weekend to a tandem start. I, I like tandem starts where you basically have two starters. Mm-hmm. One guy goes four or five innings, the other guy comes in, all pretty goes the rest of the game. I don't think that's done enough, but uh, they're going to do that. Chris Archer, he's back. He was terrible with Pittsburgh. Yep, uh, they traded him away. So okay, we do uh, like
0: Randy Arozarena, Uh See if he can keep up his stardom that he had in the postseason last year.
1: I have been offered a trade in one of my leagues, uh, the, the Dustin Brink League. Charlie Morton, decent pitcher for Tampa. Now he's with Atlanta, a little older, 37. Somebody has offered Randy Arosarena for Charlie Morton. And on the surface, I'm like, yes, I'll do that trade. And I think I am. Uh, for some reason, somebody uh, released Randy Rosarena a couple of days ago. Why put him on the waiver wire? My well, that's that's probably not right. So, if it was an accident or what, I'm probably going to accept that trade. Yep. So, I mean, he he had a postseason of all postseasons. So, yes. I don't, no, I don't, I don't know if he'll ever be an All Star. He should be fine, but well, what a what a start! What I, mean, he, I don't, I don't, I don't think he, I don't I don't think he'll ever top that.
2: No,
0: I don't either. I, I mean, know. what? I mean, yeah. So he, a
1: lot of people like him for rookie of the year. We'll see how he does, but boy, yeah, huge expectations for. I think he's 26. He's fairly old and was never a a top prospect, so this was a huge surprise. Yes.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah, and that's why I don't know if he can uh, continue on the stardom. Uh, you know, keep that momentum going, but but we'll see. He's ju- he's certainly a name to to keep an eye on. There and then if, if the West ALS, or oh, uh, yeah. Giancarlo Stan Yes. Stay healthy. Hmm. Maybe not strike out so much either. Like he is how many get guess how many games
1: he's played the last two years? Obviously last year was a short season. How many games out of what, a hundred out of two hundred and twenty some games, how many has he played? Sixty four. Forty one. Ooh, wow. That's terrible. He played eighteen. Eighteen games two years ago. Eighteen games. That's three weeks. He played twenty-three games last year. When he's in there, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's he's pretty good. But boy, what and he's thirty one years old now. He's not young anymore. So what a bust of a of a deal that was. Yeah. And he's only due stacking $180 hundred and eighty million <laughs> for the next six seasons.
0: So. Uh, the return on the investment isn't great on that one thus far. Yeah, no, thank you. I'll turn. I'll view the floor on the AL West because Krins, I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, I do you go? Do you keep going with Houston here? Because I mean, they still have the majority of their team intact. No, George Springer, he's with Toronto now, but that's fine. I mean, the Angels. Is this the year that Mike Trout can finally? Uh, Get to the postseason. Uh, You know, what about Shohei Ohtani? Can how are the Angels going to use him? Is he going to stay healthy? Oakland, sure, that's fine. Uh, Seattle and Texas, they're going to both be terrible. Uh, But I don't feel good about picking Houston. Am I wrong in this? How do you see the AL West playing out? People like the Angels. I have no
1: idea why. I think they suck. They're my least favorite team because they're a waste of time. Angels should be terrible. I think uh, Houston, I, I would pick Houston to win this division. I don't have any other teams coming out of this division. I think this is the the worst division in baseball, I would say.
0: Okay.
1: Um, the Angels, I don't, I don't understand why people think the Angels are going to be even a 500 team. I don't. That boggles my mind, so I'm not sure about that. Houston, you got a guy like Jose Altuve, who was the shits last year, uh, did well in the, in the playoffs, but he's gonna have a bounce back here. All these guys that were bad last year, they they need to do better. And obviously uh, this is all what they did against the twins, and and they, they made a little bit of a run in the uh, in the playoffs. So uh Verlander, he's out with Tommy John, so they're not gonna have him this year. So is that Grinky? is their top guy, but I don't like this division. Seattle's never good. Oakland. I like Oakland because they're the Tampa to West. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if I give any other team a chance to be Oakland, but yeah, I don't. I don't buy into the Angels whatsoever.
0: Do you want to go? So your playoff teams then are Minnesota, New York, uh, Houston, Chicago, and Tampa Bay. Yes. Okay. My I have the exact same except I have Toronto instead of Tampa Bay. Uh, do, yep. we, do we want to go ALCS now or wait for sure. that? Sure. Okay. Yeah, go through the whole thing. Yep. I mean, I'd love to pick the Twins, but I can't. They have to show me something before I can uh, go all in with them to win a division. So I'm going to take the Astros against the um, against the Yankees, and yeah. I have the Yankees coming out of the AL.
1: Yeah. So, I Assuming mean, the Yankees have the best record, they get the wild card. Um, I would like to see the White Sox play Houston. I like to see the White Sox win the division and not have to play the Yankees.
0: Yep.
1: But um, Twins, you know, it it just sucks. I mean, they're good. They've been good for a while now. But when you didn't win it last year, when you couldn't, I mean, it was a three game series too. Yeah. It was a three-game series against, what, seven seed or whatever. They they were the worst team in the playoffs by their record. Yep. And you couldn't fucking hit a thing. After this great offense, they, they just couldn't hit anything. Buxton wasn't in there. Josh Donaldson wasn't in there. Their pitching was fine. And Rocco Baldelli fucked it up again with the yep. way he uses his bullpen. Yep. He gets one more shot. If you're bringing in... Your sixth best reliever in the fifth inning of the first playoff game, then fuck you, buddy. You gotta go. Yep. As good as you've been, you gotta fucking go. Because why are we bringing in your fifth or sixth best reliever in the fifth inning of a tie game? You gotta bring in your number one, number two guy. Quit fucking around. We haven't won a goddamn playoff game since we were fucking sophomores
0: in college. Yes. Yep. And that's why. That's why it all comes down. It doesn't matter what they do in the regular season. It's all about the postseason.
1: So uh, I feel like that's the first year that's like, okay, you got to do it now. You, yep. you didn't play the Yankees. It's not a Yankee thing again. And it's, I mean, it's just one game. Mm-hmm. Like, again, you saw the Marlins. The Marlins beat the Cubs. Yep. The Marlins won the fucking series. Yes, they did. Yep, absolutely. They
2: did.
1: So, yeah, I mean, yeah, so I like, uh, I mean, they like like pick the Yankees every year and they never get there. But, um, yeah, I guess. Maybe the White Sox, I don't know. I put the White Sox at two, and uh, I guess the Yankees at one.
0: But that's all, so you have the White Sox win in the division now?
1: No. I got the Twins win in the division, but when it comes to actual playoff time, I like the White Sox. I like them more than every team besides the.
0: Sure, the Yankees. but the, the, so, if the White Sox being a division or a wild card, they would play the Yankees in the first round, right? Yeah, so maybe
1: you'd yeah. have my top two teams play each other. Yeah, so yeah, so I, I do like the White Sox as the second best team
2: mm-hmm.
1: in this thing, despite picking the Twins to win their division. Um, but yeah, I do like I do like the White Sox. They they did better than I thought they would last year, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they got better.
0: So gotcha. Let's go to the NL now. NL Central. Is it fair to say that Pittsburgh's the worst team in baseball, and is it by a mile?
1: Yeah, man. Them the Rockies. I would say them
0: Colorado. the
1: Rockies, the Rangers, okay. Baltimore, Boston. Detroit's not good. I mean Boston. That, yeah, Boston's a little better than those teams. I would say. Yeah, but but between Texas, the Rockies, and the Pirates, that's a pretty good bottom three.
0: Yeah, and it's... I mean the yeah, and we know why the Rockies are going to be bad because they traded um, Nelson Arenado to to St. Louis. No, Nelson Nolan, 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 Nolan. Nolan. yeah, well, not Nelson. Uh, but um, so uh, yeah, but Pittsburgh's just terrible, just absolutely awful. So it's going to be a long year for them. Um, I don't like Cincinnati. You know, they lose Trevor Bauer, so that that's a blow to them. Milwaukee, I felt Milwaukee was probably the most disappointing team last year. Um, just They have a lot of talent on that team, and it never really manifested itself. Chicago still has some guys, but it just feels like the band's starting to not uh, be in the same tune anymore. And So at the end of the day, I'm taking St. Louis to win this division. Uh, Arenado's, and it's... And, you know what, baseball's best fans, but they are the most <laughs> consistent team when it comes to winning. Um, they just know they're just very good at what they do. So, give me the Cardinals to win the NL Central. I think it's between the Cardinals
1: and the Brewers, uh, Cubs. Mm, probably, no thank you on the Cubs. Cubs have disappointed too many times, so
2: yeah.
1: No oh, thank you. They, they got Jock Peterson. From uh, the Dodgers, and yep. see what he can do, and and Chris Bryant injuries or whatever he's got to get better. So,
0: but I mean, you still look; they have like guys like Javier Baez and um, yeah. stuff. I mean, there's
1: there's, plenty there's guys of there that and, they can produce there; they'll be right there.
2: Yep.
0: I mean,
1: Christian Yelich has to get better in a bad year, but yep. I'm throwing out last year, whatever he did last year, good or bad, I don't care. It was a you know, yep. third of a season. So uh, I do like Milwaukee's pitching. I like their pitching, I like their bullpen. They got Josh Hader, the yes. racist guy, and they got
2: yeah.
1: Devin Williams, who's right on his heels. So that's <clears throat> that's about as good. Josh Hader and Devin Williams, those two, are about as good as you could get in the bullpen.
0: And interestingly so. enough, the Twins and Brewers open the season, which, oh. is, which is odd, but um, that, that's, that'll be interesting to see. But... Yeah, so you so we both have the Cardinals winning the division. Then, I have the, I think the Cubs ahead of the Brewers. You have the Brewers ahead of the Cubs.
1: Yes, and
0: um, wild card out of this division, probably not. I would agree with that. I would agree with that because I think this this is where I think the division the the conversation can be had. What is the the best division in baseball? versus the most competitive division in baseball cuz i th- i think you can That's make an, i think you can make an argument that the NL East is the best division in baseball because they're going to have a lot of the a lot of really good teams and then the Miami Marlins which i don't think i think if the Marlins were in any other division they'd be competitive but this this division is stacked from top to bottom pretty much um but you in if you want to say well it's not the best because the best should be the Division that probably has the best team in it, and that's going to be the Dodgers. So I could you can make the case that the best division is the NL West, but I'm going to put that at the NL East. Uh, The Mets got Francisco Lindor in the off season, so that's big. Uh, The Philadelphia's resigned JT Realmuto, Washington Javier Soto, um, Juan Soto. Oh my gosh, why did I say Javier? I think it Javier biases Juan
2: Juan
0: Soto. Uh, very good. I, I think Washington's going to be vastly improved this year. Of course, you still have Max Scherzer and uh, S- Steven Strasberg, so you're always going to be in the mix there. But, I mean, the Mets, I think this is the year that the Mets kind of really take off. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's the Braves. You have uh, Ronald Cunha Jr. You have uh, a Azu- Azu- uh, The Azu- Albies. Yes. I, I just... Azuna, yeah. Yep. I, this Braves team... As good as this NL East is, I think the Braves are the superior
2: team.
1: Yeah, I mean, they they gave the Dodgers all they could handle in the NLCS. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddie Freeman, he, nobody talks about Freddie Freeman. He's, he's very good. Yes, he is. Um, I don't like the Mets. I don't know why people like the Mets. Why they have Francisco Indoor great. I don't like the Mets. I don't know why people like the Mets.
0: The Phillies also is, got Zach pitching. Wheeler.
1: Who's their Yep. They uh, got Jacob DeGrom. Ooh, who else do you have? No, I don't. They, they have I don't someone think else. the Mets finish over
0: 500. Because uh, I, I was writing in my baseball Obviously, preview. They got Marcus Stroman, who didn't play last year.
1: Yep. Opted out for him, so Marcus Stroman is back. And that's a big but, get for them.
0: I, it was was when they made fine. that trade a couple of years ago, people were like, well, why are the Mets doing that? You put Stroman with Degrom. That's I think that's okay. Yeah, I think
1: he got to do better than Marcus Stroman. I like him. I don't think he's a number two starter. You got Trevor May from the Twins. He goes over there. He's he's good. Um, Edwin Diaz had a disastrous uh, 2019. He was he was excellent last year. So they get more of that. He's he's one of the best closers in baseball. Uh, Cinder Guard's out for the year with Tommy John surgery. That sucks. They got, uh, yeah, so he'll be back next year. Uh, Robinson Cano is suspended for the entire season because of PEDs. Not that he's any good. Nope. Um, they got Carlos Carrasco also in that trade with the Indians, and he is out right now. So uh, he may not play for a while. So they kind <clears> of <throat> need him to be their number two starter. But, um, yeah, the Mets' new ownership added some pieces, but I don't, I don't think they're a playoff team, so okay. Passed on the Mets. I okay. like I like the Braves. I don't like the Phillies. The Phillies just don't do much for me. Yep. And the Nash, Nationals. I mean, Juan Soto is. A lot of people talk about Acuna Junior. and Fernando Tatis. So I think Juan Soto is better than both of them. Yes. So agreed. But he but, but he doesn't get the uh, publicity that those. To do, and he's 22 years old, and he's just already, what, his third, fourth season, so. Yep. Um, and I
0: think the Twins could have had him. They could have kept him. Who? Is it Juan Soto, wasn't he traded no. out of their no. system? Who was it? Wilson Ramos, I don't know who. Oh, yes, Ramos. Oh my guy, Wilson Ramos, yes. Sir. Oh, Krenz, no. where am I going with this? Oh, man, this bad. Eh, it's fine. Uh. <laughs> So, I yeah, I mean, Juan, Juan
1: Soto, he, he's unbelievable. Yes, I he think is. he's a Hall of Famer because you just look at guys who have done what he's done at 20, 21 years old. They're the reason why they're 20 and 21, and they're in the majors, and they usually do well.
0: Why was I thinking Wilson Why did I mix up Wilson Rommel? Because he's Ramos, all right?
1: him and him, and you love Wilson Rommel. So I will take, yeah. the, uh, take the Braves Nets? to win this division. Okay. Like, I don't know, this. the second wild card, you I know, you know, like the Dodgers and Padres, but who, I don't like the Mets, I, I don't know. Yeah. My second wild card, I, I don't know.
0: Probably the Nets. The
1: Maybe Nationals. the National, I guess yeah. National
0: wild card.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm flipping, back. I'm trying to go back and forth between the Nationals and the Mets. I was leaning Mets. Because of Lindor, and you, you do have Jacob Degrom, so that that helps a lot. Like he want,
1: Lindor was not good last year. Yeah, that's true too. It is. Well, he needs to bounce back.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm going to flip back to the Nationals. I had the I had the Mets in there. I'm going to flip back. I think to the Nationals here. But we can forget everything we just said. We just just forget it. Get it all because the winner, the World Series winner, is coming out of the NOS. It's either going to be the Padres or it's going to be the Dodgers. I mean, these two teams are so stacked. It doesn't even matter about the other three teams. The Rockies, the Diamondbacks, the Giants, they all suck. They're not going to do anything. This is all about the Dodgers, and it's all about the Padres. And I can't wait to watch these matchups this year. This is a non-baseball fan
1: of sorts. Does this excite you, this arms race, this... USSR versus America. Yes. Padres, Dodgers. I'm getting Blake Snell and New Darvish. The Dodgers say, "Fuck you! We're going to sign Trevor, Trevor Bauer, yes. and he's going to be our number three starter. Yes. Number two starter. Yes. We're going to pay him a hundred million dollars, and he's not even going to start opening day. It's,
0: it's almost unfair. This is like the Brooklyn Nets of the of Major League Baseball. Yeah. Like you win, except in this case, the Dodgers won a World Series. The, what if the Nets won? Nothing yet. Uh, mm. The Dodgers won the World Series. And got better. Like that's finally, uh, finally, and it was a fucking struggle to get there too. It was, it was. Um, it's just, I, I don't even know. They, these teams are so comparable, and it just sucks that they're going to have to play in the wild card round, or like you know, in in the playoffs. One of them they're gonna, is going to
1: have to play uh, uh, a one game playoff
0: against. They're
1: going to the Nationals against, yes. or the Mets or the Phillies or the Brewers or somebody. To get into the playoffs, that
0: sucks. But yeah, that's. But it's going to suck because the Dodgers and Padres are going to have to go against each other in the NLDS.
1: Probably that's that'll be fun, but also, and you're going to have you know, some other team in the uh, in the championship series.
0: Yeah, most likely the Braves. It's just it, it's just ridiculous here. Um, I mean, I mean kind of like the old uh,
1: Red Sox Yankees. Sure. Well, they, were, but, they were the two best teams for a while.
0: But how did the Yankees and the Red Sox get in the ALCS? Like did
1: um, well, maybe
0: the Yankees weren't playing with the The rule was you couldn't play a
1: team in your division in the first round. Sure. Okay. And now they have changed that.
0: Yeah.
1: To where. I believe, but I, I liked it where. Maybe I I don't know. Maybe <clears throat> like the best team should play the worst team. The team with the best record. Maybe that's the way it is. I don't know. But um, whoever has the best record should play the team with the worst record. Right. In the playoffs. So that I'm starting to to doubt myself. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to to run you in circles here. But, um, I mean... (laughs) The Padres, you know, we we love Fernando Tatis Jr. and and we've said, like, get on the Padres bandwagon here. They have Will Myers; he's good. Manny Machado, fantastic. Uh, They still actually have Eric Cosmer. so for whatever. What a pile of shit he is! What a pile of shit. But you mentioned you get you Darvish and you get uh, you trade for Blake Snell, and their and their farm still system is still loaded with all sorts of great talent. I mean, for the future. Like if you're gonna take this like five ten years down the road I'm probably gonna take the Padres but this year it's so close but I how do you go against what the Dodgers have and then getting Bauer along with Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw? you just I can't go against that. I, I'm taking the Dodgers to win the division and the World Series for that reason. I, I just as much as I love the Padres I can't see them taking down the evil Empire.
1: Yeah, the Dodgers, they're the best team. They've been the best team for a long time. And they finally won a World Series. And here come the Padres, our Padres, after years of having the best farm system. They still haven't, again, they've still got all of these farm system guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They've traded some of them away. And, uh, again, Fernando Tatis burst on the scene. He's been good, and he uh, got really rich over the off season. He did. So... Yeah, that'll that'll be... And then they brought back the Brown. Who can't... Doesn't fucking love Brown. Um, Looks like UPS workers. That's good. Brown is good. Yes. Uh, Both teams extremely deep. Um, Padres more so on the prospect end. Uh, The fucking Dodgers could probably split into two teams, like uh, the Connecticut women or somebody else, and probably... Not do bad or Gonzaga. So Gonzaga, you could probably split them into two teams. Or SDSU women mm-hmm. probably win the summer league. So I mean, yeah, Mookie Betts thing. They, they got him. They signed him up. And they'll probably spend the rest of his life with the Dodgers. Yeah, they're just good. I mean, they're I've, this this pitching. This um, I talk about the Mets and the Blue Jays and where the fuck's your pitching? I think that the Dodgers have all the pitchers. Yes. I mentioned the two Japanese pitchers that they got rid of last year, and they were yeah. the. Number two and three in the Cy Young. I mean, just look at that. Yes. Yeah. Kent Maeda wasn't even in their rotation, and he comes to the Twins and he's number two. And, in The Cy Young.
0: And and at are at the Dodgers' dispense, uh, their disposal is David Price. Do I oh, Do we throw him in as a starting pitcher, or do we yeah. take him out of the bullpen? I mean, just it's just insane the the bounty of riches that they have.
1: I don't uh, like David Price. So I don't think he's any good. He makes a lot of money. He what was is, good at one point. Thank, Dustin May, the guy with the orange hair, red hair, I think he's great, and he's their fifth starter. He would be the number one or two starter for a lot of teams, and thankfully they're going to give him that last spot instead of David Price. So they've got three number one bona fide aces who would be the ace on any other team besides maybe a couple. that got Kershaw, Bauer, and Walker Bueller, that is good. They got Julio Irias, who is also good. Dustin May, who is good. David Price. They got Jimmy Nelson, who used to be good with Milwaukee. He's uh, working his way back from years of injury. They got Tony Gosselin, who is I think pretty good.
0: Got Blake Trinneer like, too.
1: Like he would be like the Twins' third or fourth best pitcher. Mm-hmm. He is their eighth best pitcher, and he'd be a starter for anybody else. He's in the bullpen. They got Blake Trinan from uh, SDSU. He's yes. there. Yes. Uh, Kenley Jansen. They, I mean, Corey Kniebel, he was a lights-out closer for Milwaukee a couple of years ago before Josh Hader. He's coming back from injury. So they always have bullpen trouble. But when it comes to the playoffs, I mean, you're going to have some of these guys going into the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Some of these starters you have, you don't need five starters in the playoffs. Right. They got uh, Brewster Gratterall from the Twins. He was all right last year, and he can throw 100 miles per hour. And he's going to start the year on the uh, injured list, I believe. Um, yeah, they're they're good. And they're as good as any team. In um, a long time, Do, this, are they going to
0: are they going sma- to beat the uh, win total?
1: No, no. I Maybe they could win 105. 105. I don't see them winning no, 116 or even 110. I think they won maybe 100. And somebody won quite a few games a few years ago. 108 maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean they got the you know, their, their division's not good, but they've got the Padres in there and the Braves are pretty good. whoever else? So
0: they're, they're going <laughs> to play gonna... the they're going to play the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and the Giants. Yeah. Over or under 10 losses to those teams total this year?
1: Over. 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 And they, they, the, the last, last season, our last full season, they won 106. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Astros won 107. The Yankees won 103. And the Twins won 101. So, yeah. and that's, yeah, the Diamondbacks were okay that year. So, I don't know, 105, 106. It's kind of... I'm going to take it's been that, a long time since the team's won 110.
0: I'm going to take them. So I'm going to take him for 111 or 112. Um, Red Red Sox, and
1: they beat him in the play in the World Series a couple years ago. Red Sox had won 108. That's as most as I can remember since the Mariners. So I'd put it at no 105, 106.
2: Okay.
0: Again, when it all comes down to it, though, this is. The winner of the World Series is going to come out of this division. Like, I don't care about anything else in baseball pretty much this year apart from Dodgers-Padres. That's the race I'm Wait. watching. Um, it's just – and so, yeah, I Dodgers – all the Dodgers against Braves in the NLCS. Yeah, so, again, so our NL picks, I believe, are the exact same. You talked me into the Nationals. I had the Mets initially. But uh, Cardinals in the Central, Braves in the East – Dodgers winning the NL West with the Padres as a wild card and the Nationals, right?
1: Yes, we are the same.
0: Yes, so we only differ on one playoff team in total and that's in the AL on the wild card side. You have the Rays, I have the Blue Jays. But Braves, I have have Braves, uh, uh, Braves, Dodgers in the NLCS. Who do you have? Okay. Okay. And so I have. Uh, do we both have Dodgers, Yankees in the World Series? I have Braves. Really? Braves, Yankees. Okay. All right. I have the Dodgers winning it all. So I have the Braves. I have the Braves winning it all. All right. I like it. I
2: like
1: it. Something different, obviously. A team that was right there. Um. I like
0: the Braves. Very good. I like it a lot. Um, anything else we need to get to on the baseball season? MVP
1: picks. Oh yes. Like you can't pick Mike Trout. That's the rule. <laughs> okay. He's that. You can't pick LeBron. You know. So. Okay. Like Nelson Cruz is good. Jose Abreu won it
0: last year. Let me see who they are. I'll get. I'll, can I go with the NL first? I'll go Mookie Betts rookie bets with, is probably a good uh, with, idea with ronald acuna jr finishing second freddie freeman third
1: that's good let me see is there any when uh, future bets here futures mvps trying to find something here okay uh, white Sox a slight favorite. Over the Twins and will be players' futures. All right, here we go. Yeah, MVP Mike Trout. Obviously, a big favorite. Yep. Um, win National League first with Mookie Betts. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go Fernando Tatis.
2: Okay.
0: I mean that's yeah i I'd like to take him too. Um, yeah, that's that's very good. Um, how about
1: uh, uh,
0: pitcher? Cy Young.
1: Mm. Nationally. American League, I like Garrett Cole. Yeah. Yep. He's a favorite Yankees. He's not 1 1. I think he's about his time.
0: Yep. I would agree I
1: with I do. That. I mean, uh, where is Kentomaida? He is. 10? Randy Dobnak is on this list. I don't know why. Oh.
0: <laughs> Kenta Maeda is not. That's bad. So <laughs> On the NL side. I think it's
1: the guy who's won it, I don't know if he won it last year, but he's won it like three years in a row.
0: Not Kershaw. Was it Kershaw? Yeah, had Jacob DeGrom. Oh, DeGrom, yes. I was I was leaning towards him at first. Bauer won it last year.
1: You know what, give but me Blake? DeGrom me won me. it the two previous years, and the two previous years before that it was Max Scherzer.
0: Can I go, how about Blake Snell?
1: Blake Snell, that's, that's a good now. Yeah. Mu, I mean, you Darvish finished what seconds?
2: Yeah,
1: he's on a better team. So a lot of good pitchers. I mean, you got Jacob yes. Degrom, you got Trevor Bauer, you got Kershaw, you got you Darvish, you got Max Scherzer.
2: Yeah, that's. It's, I think any it's one clear. Of those guys, I think
0: it's clear that the NL has the better starting pitching. The,
2: the like yes. the top tier. Yes.
0: starting pitchers. I would agree with that. Um, yeah. That, so that's what I'll. That, and if we if we can't go with. Mike Trout for the AL MVP. I will take. Hmm. I'll take a flyer. I'll go Josh Donaldson.
1: Josh Donaldson? Oh, oh we're talking. If he can, goddamn, like this tweet, like if he can stay healthy, him and Buxton, mm-hmm. show me how many games these fuckers played at the end of the year. Those two guys Buxton and Donaldson they are big difference makers if they if they're right yep I so, like him and like, I like any there's no really Yankee guy there's no Aaron Judge he probably had the best career he's ever gonna have
2: mm-hmm.
1: already I like, like it seems like the NL the NL's got the star power for once and that's not how it used to be
2: right
0: right um but that's good that's good that there's a balance in power
1: that's good I don't I'm gonna go Shohei Otani. I don't like him okay. probably as much as others, but just for a different pick. Um, can he stay healthy? Can he pitch once a week? Yep. Can he hit? He did not hit last year. He was not good. Just somebody like him that is a above average hitter when he's good and an above average pitcher. Mm-hmm. He, he brings you a lot of value. So if the Angels are good, maybe it's him.
2: Mhm.
0: That, so that's my pick. But if and that yeah, I think if he wins MVP, they probably make the playoffs.
1: They are probably in that mix. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very good. So you have Braves beating the Yankees in the World Series. I like the Dodgers over the Yankees in the World Series. Uh, baseball opening day. We'll be talking baseball heavily throughout the next six months and the playoffs. So good news for me. Yes. Very good. So good luck to your fantasy teams. Uh, And may I just say what I like about baseball one more time? If we're not clear on what I like about the baseball, Mm
1: -hmm. like why why is Adam Thielen good? I don't know. He's fast. He's got good hands. He's a good route runner. Adam Thielen's good. Yes. Uh, Stefan Diggs good. Very fast. Good guy. Yeah. Why did Josh Allen all of a sudden become good last year? Like Stefan Diggs, I'm sure helped. He was more accurate. He threw the ball down the field. I don't, I don't. Those are my guesses as to why Josh Allen all of a sudden became good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if his offensive line got better, what the fuck it was, but I I don't know. With baseball, like you can tell why guys are good or bad. Because mm-hmm. I can look at Kent and Maeda, and why the hell did all of a sudden Kent and Maeda all of a sudden go from decent to... Uh, Holy shit! Like, best pitcher in the American League. Like, what happened to him? Steroids. Oh, just steroids. Here. Yes. <laughs> what happened to Kent? To to where he almost won the Cy Young. Oh. like I, I don't know what to do. Well, I can look on. Uh, I can look it up here and kind of look at. Okay, what did he do? What pitch did he throw? A certain pitch. Uh, what was his uh, speeds on his pitches? What did mm-hmm. he throw? I, and I like to look at that stuff and say, okay, he he threw this pitch a little bit more. Or he did this differently. You can look into it and say. Oh yeah, so and so did this. So that's what I like about it more than more than other sports. You can say, okay, why is such and such a basketball player good? I don't know because they fucking shoot a lot and they make a lot of shots and they're good. Like they're mm-hmm. great athletes, stuff like that. And uh, and with baseball, <clears throat> like you get, I think you get surprises more in baseball than any other sports. Mm-hmm. Like. It's also like because Tennessee they play 162
0: up. games. Huh? It's also because they play so many games, 162 of them.
1: They play so many games. They got so many people on the team. They got the minor league. Some guy can call up in the middle of the year, can be a star. The story of the playoffs was Randy Arosa Reyna. Yes. They had 10 home runs, unbelievable playoffs. When was the last time the player in the NBA or the NFL playoffs was some random dude you he never heard of? Well... When does when I mean that never happens? I was going like, to say you know, Andre, it's
0: always when Andre Iguodala won the uh, well, yeah, Finals MVP. But we knew who Iguodala was.
1: We knew who he was, and he was like you know their sixth man or the number five guy because everybody else kind of sucked. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: Like well, you got to give to somebody on this team, and I guess it's going to be him. Yep. So you know it's it's Tom Brady, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Peyton Manning. You know who Aaron Rodgers. You know who the guy's going to be. Uh, on the football side, and in the NBA, it's going to be LeBron James, Steph Curry, whoever. James Harden, it's going to be the star guy. Yep. In baseball, it can be somebody you never heard of. And mm-hmm. and with fantasy, you, like I got Juan Soto on my fantasy team because I picked him off off the waiver wire a couple years ago when nobody knew who he was, and I was on my team and was going to be on my team forever because – He's very good. Yes, he And is. I got him. How many times is the best player on your fantasy basketball or football team going to be some guy you pick up in week six off very, the waiver wire? Very never. seldom. Very seldom. So that's what I like about baseball. Guys that we've never heard of are going to make an impact, and that that's
0: part of it. So Well, I look forward to our segments each week on, like, the pitcher of the week, the player oh, yes. of the week. Uh, so I look forward to that. But uh, I know this is uh, your favorite time of the year with the baseball starting up, so enjoy opening day, enjoy the season, and may the Twins finally win a frickin' playoff game.
1: Well, and we've got our baseball picks.
0: So I don't know if yes. Marcus has given them to you, but yes. I have to make my picks yet. Yep, I haven't either, but... Um, the, the picks are back. Yes, that's very good. I'm just, just a, I, I'm going to go against... Uh, I'm going to pick teams who are playing the Pirates and Rockies. <laughs> good,
1: that's probably a good idea.
0: Oh, very good. Anything else? I look, forward, for I
1: look forward to seeing here You're going to pick on July 24th. Yes, exactly.
0: Through whenever. So,
2: Yeah.
1: Baseball's back. yet. Yeah, tomorrow. Twins are not on, so that's going to have that's an issue. That is a a clear issue. Valley so Sports. So I have to find.
2: Boo-hoo. Yeah,
1: illegal, illegal streaming site for that, no doubt. So that's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but I got everything else. So. It'll be good. Now, like with, with, with fantasy baseball, it's like I got so-and-so pitching. He's pitching, so I'm going to, if not watch that game, keep tabs on that game and say, oh, yep, he pitched six innings, gave up
0: two runs, whatever. So. My fantasy sports are so great. They make you care about other games. You yes, they do. Want to...
1: Yes, they do. Games you have no care, care not care a shit about. <clears throat> I say, oh, yeah, I got this wide receiver, and I need him to get 10 points on Monday Night Football between the Bengals and the Steelers. So yes. you're going to watch that game, hoping... He
2: can get
0: a touchdown. Exactly. So. Exactly. Very good. Well, enjoy the season, my friend. We'll talk about it a lot as the season progresses. Uh, enjoy the final four and the championship game. We'll talk next week. All right. We'll see you later. Travis Grins joining me here, Sports Block Podcast. As always, appreciate his time. A great insight there and great, uh, great preview on the baseball side. My issues aside, like Didi Gregorius signing with the Phillies this year. Whoops, that was a couple years ago. Me say. Saint- Thinking that how, or like Juan Soto was traded from the, the Twins, you know what? I have issues sometimes with this. It's Wilson Ramos. Regardless, um, that those are my issues. But you know we have we have some errors occasionally on the podcast. But uh, our picks are pretty darn close to one another. And again, it for me it all just comes down to Dodgers Padres. That's what I'm most excited to watch for this year. Uh, th- I would love to see the Padres overtake the Dodgers, but that Dodgers team with Trevor Bauer, if Trevor Bauer's your number three starter. I mean, that's just unfair to the rest of Major League Baseball. Uh, so we talked March Madness. We talked baseball. Let's talk some NFL draft, and who none better to do that with than my next guest. It is Jeff Lloyd II from the Lockdown Browns podcast. He'll be joining me to talk about some of these recent pro days. Quarterback stealing the show. And one who had a recent pro day, this uh, had a pro day recently. He thinks is clearly the second best quarterback in the class, in the group. And another one, probably maybe won't even take a first rounder on. Find out with that next. That's coming up here on the Sports Block podcast, which is available on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Sackin, and Travis Grins at Travis Grins, Facebook Nathan Sackin. A link to the podcast, posted middle to later part of each week. Coming up. Pro Days, reaction to it all with Jeff Lloyd II from the Lockdown Browns Podcast. That's coming up here next on the Sports Block Podcast. All right, continuing here on the Sports Block podcast, it is time to talk about some pro days. We did this a few weeks ago. More pro days have happened, and with the draft less than a month away, who better than to, to discuss it with Jeff Lloyd, the second from the Lockdown Browns podcast? Jeff, happy birthday! And it is that time of the year. We are less than a month away. How excited are you?
3: Uh, I think myself and probably everybody. Uh, look, we're finally getting some concrete on these players, as far as you know. Measurements, you know, time, speed, uh, explosion with you know uh, with the measured jumps. Uh, I think everybody kind of it, not no combine this year it certainly has hurt the draft process as a whole. Um, but I think it really probably hurt everyone who obviously covers the draft, writes about it, podcasts about it, but even the fans themselves. I mean, that's that usually that little area that gets you over the hump mm-hmm. between the end of you know the Super Bowl and then you know start getting you you know tilted towards uh draft season but look like you said less than a month away. uh there's going to be folks there in cleveland uh, the city is excited it's obviously not going to re- have the returns you know that they were hoping for originally when they were awarded the draft mm-hmm. but it is what it is and we're going to get some people you know around the area you know to see it um, just hopefully you know signs that you know this whole mess is slowly slowly you know going by the wayside and we can start to hopefully return to, you know, the normalcy of our, you know, all of our lives.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And and you and I have mentioned several times over the course of the last few months, how important these pro days are because there was no combine and uh, it, it feels like this. And I know it's often the case in drafts, but the quarterback class steals the show and this year, I don't recall a quarterback class stealing the show like this in in many years, or at least at least a few. Because obviously, we know what uh, you have with Trevor Lawrence. But then, so many eyes were focused on Alabama's pro day with Mac Jones, uh, Ohio State's uh, pro day with Justin Fields, and BYU with Zach Wilson, and and of course uh, Trey Lance up at North Dakota State. And I guess for me they came through with uh high high grades high remarks uh it seemed like everyone reviewed them uh, fairly that they had that they reviewed very good uh what were your impressions let's just start with um with with trey lance because i believe when we just when we talked pro day was just about to, to come up uh so what did you make of trey lance's pro day
3: I think he looks you know, very good, and you know, for Trey Lance, he's obviously got the most, you know, difficult path here. Um, you know, for all the quarterbacks involved, you know, Zach Wilson had a fantastic season, uh, you know, uh, Justin Fields as well. Uh, I trust Trevor Lawrence, obviously, everybody knows. Um, so, you know, Trevor, uh, Trey Lance had a lot of room to make up. Um, he, I think he, I think he did that. I think what people believe is the upside of Trey Lance. You got to see between the athleticism. Uh, you know, the raw arm talent, the raw arm strength, uh, you know, San Francisco, obviously moving up from 12 to three, um, for what they like to do, you know, for, a, you know, trying to have a quarterback who can, you know, boot a lot, whether it's to the right, whether it's to the left, uh, you know, having some athleticism to him, having, you know, accuracy, being able to flow well on the run, being able to throw uh, players crossing the field on the run showed all that and showed it really, really well, um, how high he goes is still going to be a question. Obviously, you know, and it, it, there's nothing he can do to you know make up for the fact that there was only one game played in the last 16 months, mm-hmm. which should you know be somewhat of a hurdle. But I think NFL teams, you know, whatever your philosophies are, and you know, whether you know you're an analytic based uh, organization, you're going to have to understand that you're just going to have to let some things go this year as far as the draft is concerned. You still have a job to do. There's nothing you can do about the information you don't have. You're just going to have to use what you have, and you know, obviously, you know, scrutinize it, over and over analyze it. Do whatever you got to do to make sure you're putting yourself in the position to make the best decision for your franchise.
0: Last week, San Francisco traded up from 12 to the number three overall spot, and coincidentally or not, it happened pretty much as uh, Zach Wilson's pro day was going on at BYU. I mean, he made an incredible 70-yard throw across his body, just right on the dot. So um, I believe you like Justin Fields as the second-best overall quarterback here in this class, and we'll get to him in a second. But what did you make of Zach Wilson's uh, pro day? Was it, I mean, are people going to just get all caught up in the pro day rather than looking at the tape and seeing what he did? Uh, But just... How I mean, it seems like he solidified himself kind of in that two spot to the Jets unless they trade with someone.
3: I think he and Trey Lance have one thing going for them that, uh, you know, other quarterbacks in this class don't. Is you look at these guys and you look at who they played with, and you're saying, well, they're going to play with now the greatest talent they've ever played with. Um, Trevor Lawrence obviously you know, played with Amari Rogers, you know, played with Justin Ross. He played with other big-time players. Justin Fields has played with big time talent. Mac Jones has obviously played with a bunch of great players down at Alabama. Mm-hmm. These guys are going to get a tick, you know, an uptick in, in who they're going to get to play with. Zach Wilson, he, he kind of reminds me somewhat of Baker Mayfield in the fact that he's not the biggest dude, but he has the arm strength, you know, that everybody else does. It's, you know, nobody's arm is nobody's arm is essentially stronger. He's got an absolute gun, he's got a quick release. He's got throw. He makes throws on film where you say, What are you doing? And you see a safety and a defensive back crisscross. But yes, yeah, somehow the ball still finds a window to his guy. Um, you know, the Jets showing up with their general manager, showing up with their head coach, showing up with their offensive coordinator uh, when you're only allotted three people to go to a pro day probably shows you and tells you something. I, I 100% believe he's going to be the number two overall pick. Um, if I were the Jets brass, it's probably not the way I would go. Um, I would probably go with Justin Fields. I feel Justin Fields has been the second-best quarterback in this class when it started in the summer, and I still believe that now after you know his incredible day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Jets, their mind is made up. I think they are, they're going to roll with Zach Wilson, um, and obviously he's going to get to play with, you know, they've done a decent job trying to get some pieces in there. Uh, they hold the number two pick. They hold the number 23 pick. They hold the number 34 pick. Um, an opportunity to maybe grab another offensive lineman to keep him clean. Chance to get him another skill asset to work with. Uh, it appears to be, you know, he's going to be their guy. He's got the pizzazz. He's got the smile. He's got that cockiness. I don't care if you think I'm good enough. I'm going to show you just how good I really am. And I think it's a franchise that's fallen in love with him.
0: I don't think that would make Corey Davis very happy because I believe he said that he was told that Sam Darnold would be the starting quarterback. Well, I mean, he still could be this year, but it, it does yeah. appear that the. Uh, yes,
3: and the San Francisco 49ers are also told they're totally content with Jimmy Garoppolo. So. <laughs> yes,
0: and Rick Spielman once said he was never going to trade Percy Harden.
3: So Yes, sir.
0: It, you can't believe anything you really hear these days. Uh, but um, speaking of. The 49ers again. They they have the third overall pick, and and you mentioned Justin Fields and the day he had. But what ran a four 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 forty, which is incredibly fast. He had, he had a very good day, and it seems like he has been one of the quarterbacks out of the five that kind of keeps getting dropped down a little bit. That people are kind of souring on. So what did his pro day at Ohio State uh, on Tuesday do for his stock? And I guess. To, just overall help him and help maybe um, squash any notion that he isn't going to be ready for this next level.
2: I,
3: I, I don't know what the issue is. I, I, I honestly don't. Um you know I know Darrell Lofki spoke today and he said there's some questions of, you know, maybe if Justin Field's the last one in the building, the first one out. Uh, I don't know. Obviously I have you know I've got no way to attest to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we are seeing is it looks like he's the most athletic quarterback in this class. Okay, checks that box. Trey Lance played one game this year. Okay, then can we take Trey Lance's one game and take Justin Fields' game versus Clemson? I, I just it, it seems so strange mm-hmm. what is going on with Justin Fields and you know what he's being not for or whatever reasons they're trying to find to put you know quarterbacks over him and to Jones's camp is if he's doing fantastic job, I guess, because you you know, you'll hear that you know Mac Jones is going anywhere from fifteen to three overall, mm-hmm. which I don't believe. Justin Fields is an incredible player. He's played with, you know, immense talent. Um, you know, this past season he played with, you know, two guys who were gonna be solid pros. Um, maybe part of it is is that, you know, Justin Fields was, you know, originally a Penn State commit, then it was a Florida State, then it was Georgia, then it was Ohio State. But I mean, none of that's gonna matter. Whoever drafts him in the first round is gonna have his control for five years. He's not going anywhere. I do love the fact that after his workout was complete, he did say, Hey, I got no problem doing this again for some of you who did not attend. So obviously, you know, he knows in heels he's being a little bit slighted mm-hmm. and good for him. Stand yeah. up for yourself. I, I, I it just, I, how there's any discussion about, you know, who is the number two quarterback in this class is beyond me. We know who number one is, we know who number two is, we've known this since probably August. For me, the discussion of three, four, and five, um, you know, wherever Justin Fields goes, and if it's not two, if it's not three overall to San Francisco, if it's not two overall, then you start getting down maybe somewhere around Carolina, like you mentioned before the show, I think you are going to get an aggravated and agitated Justin Fields, and with all the talent he brings to the table to begin with, I'm not sure he's, he's got a guy I would, you're going to want to see for the next couple
0: of seasons. I honestly don't believe, and we'll we'll have our mock draft in April and stuff that we'll do, but I don't believe that Fields will slide past Carolina at 8. I just don't, because I, I think Atlanta's going to look at taking a quarterback here in the future. I mean, and they could take Kyle Pitts, uh, the tight end from Florida who had a monster day at his pro day, but I I mean, there if, if Fields fell to 8 at Carolina, I mean, that would be... Unreal, considering that they were looking to give up the farm for um, for Deshaun Watson, and now they wouldn't have to do that. I and mean, that, I, I agree with you. I think Fields. If you look at his whole body of work, honestly, I I feel like the ceiling with Trey Lance is maybe the highest out of any of the quarterbacks, just because you see that raw talent. But if you look at the body of work, I mean, he played one year and a game. And mm-hmm. at FCS level, and you see what Justin Fields did, I agree with you. I don't, I don't understand why Fields is getting slighted as much as he is.
3: It really just, it just doesn't make any sense. Why? Because we had a bad half against Indiana, and even Indiana was kind of a plucking team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played over their heads. And even still, everybody wants to go to that Indiana game. Can we please go back to the Clemson game? Mm -hmm. and the fact that I mean he couldn't breathe for about 25 seconds got into a huddle had to call a play basically hold his breath let the pain subside and then run the play yeah it's it's again it's why it's being done I mean you know is it maybe negative smoke where people are trying to get all the attention away from Justin Fields hoping you know maybe that'll slide it makes zero sense to me and you know the Jets may be confident full well in what they're doing, um, but you know I, I do believe teams that take a Zach Wilson, a Trey Lance, or even a Mac Jones, if you're going to take any of those three quarterbacks over Justin Fields, good luck to you, because mm-hmm. I do can't guarantee and i i don't see how it's going to turn out to be the correct decision for and, your
0: franchise and i also look at Fields' leadership because he was one of the the players at the forefront of trying to play a season last year in college football and if you're yes. going to have a guy that is willing to put his neck on the line because he didn't have to play last year for us to know what kind of quarterback he was going to be and that he was going to get drafted high i think that speaks to his character and how much he wants to play the game of football so yeah i think honestly i think fields is going to be an outstanding get for whoever gets him, and they're gonna—he's gonna come in with a chip on his shoulder, feel slight, and watch out to the rest of the league. At the rest of the, at, at just continuing on the Ohio State pro day here, a lot of guys uh, were out there. Among them, Trey Sermon, the running back who transferred from Oklahoma. Uh, anyone else stick out at the Ohio State pro day that you think uh, really helped themselves and or hurt themselves?
3: I think it's it's weird because a lot of Ohio States. Better talent is still there, um, you know, and, and young and obviously, you know, with younger classmen who we'll be talking about in years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, the linebackers had a pretty good day, but the problem again with linebacker, unless you're blue chip, you're not a player that's going to go high just because it's it's not a position that's viewed the way it was years ago. Okay, well, it's great against the run, but that's great if we stop him on first and ten, we're going to nickel and dime, and most likely this guy's coming off the field. Um, so, I mean, it's a little bit of a down year for the overall talent of Ohio State, um, which is kind of interesting, seeing as they play in the national championship game. Yep. Um, but, you know, part of that A is, a, is a test to Justin Fields. Um, again, also part of it, uh, you know, to Trey Sermon, who I think had a fantastic day. Um, and one of my favorite draft evaluators, Matt Walden. he's just, you know, about once a week, and, you know, he comes out with a couple of clips and we're still not talking enough about Trey Sermon, are we? You know, the height's there, the size is there. The speed is there. The short area quickness is there. He's got it all in spades. Uh, you know, so he's obviously, you know, he is certainly going to be interesting you know, for somebody that needs to fill a running back need. And I think it was really smart that he ended up going Ohio State. He ended up getting, you know, a, a pretty good share of carries, so you can kind of get an idea of what he could do in an NFL system where he got maybe 250 to 300 touches. I think it was a very very strong day for Trey Sermon in Columbus as well.
0: I'd say out of the out of the quarterbacks that no one stock is rising faster than Mac Jones at Alabama. I mean, and Alabama had two pro days. Uh, Devonte Smith didn't really do much. He ran routes uh, the other day, but uh, Mac Jones is certainly a name that is climbing up boards here. Uh, th- People think he could be the perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan there at San Francisco at three. I think that's obviously taking him a little higher, but if if it fits the scheme, then maybe that's it. But what did you make of his pro day, uh, or pro days, I should say, there at Alabama?
3: I'll be honest with Matt Jones. I, I just don't see it. Um, you know, I, I know Alabama over the last few years has shifted in understanding that, you know, and this is where they ended up, you know, you know, not you know, not playing for a national championship for a couple of years is they were so focused on defense, they kind of just felt that their offense, where they were very strong and running the ball, would translate. But then you know, you started to see, look, if teams are going to throw the ball fifty times, uh, you know, eventually they're going to hit enough of them, and these teams are going to score in the twenties. So what did Nick Saban do? All right, go get me all the top quarterbacks in the in, in the country, go recruit all the top wide receivers in the country. If people want me to score seventy points a week, that's it. We're going to start scoring seventy points a week. Uh, Matt Jones, I, I, see now. For me, I would love to have said, "Hey, can we see Zach Wilson? and we see Trey Lance? You know, run one week with the Alabama offense, where you have these truly gifted players." I, you know, I think Matt Jones is going to be in the NFL a long time. Uh, first round for me. First round alone is just too rich for me with Matt Jones. Um, as big as a kid as he is, as thick as he is, I don't think he has the arm strength of the other top four quarterbacks in this class. He's overthrowing deep balls. Um, there's times where he's underthrowing deep balls. And these are the receivers he knows. So this is, you know, for me, that's a head-scratcher. You've been throwing at these guys for two and a half threes even You mm-hmm. should know, you know, the ins and outs of them. Matt Jones, I don't get. And, you know, for me, who covers the Cleveland Browns, if somebody wants to draft him within the first 25 picks, bravo, it's a better chance of players like, you know, my Cleveland Browns at 26. I, I just don't get it. I think Matt Jones has been – was a good – College quarterback, but I, I don't see any of the specialness, any of just the absolute gifts that Lawrence Fields, Lance, or Zach Wilson have. I, I I have a hard time seeing this with Mac Jones, and if it's his camp doing a fantastic job, maybe it is. But um, I just don't see. You know, maybe late first round. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, if you were a team, you know, just for example, if New Orleans still had Drew Brees. Something like that. I, I just don't feel Mac Jones goes round one. And, you know, even if you were somebody that was entertaining this, why wouldn't you just call the Jets and say, hey, I'll give you a third-round pick this year, a conditional pick next year. Give me Sam Darnold.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. At the, and I think Sam Darnold still has a, a bright future if you can supply him with, with Sam right Darnold weapons. right
3: now is, is what I would call, a, you know, I would say it's an incomplete. Nobody knows if Sam Donald's a good quarterback. I don't think anybody knows if Sam Donald's a bad quarterback. He's Mm -hmm. never been given a legitimate enough chance with the Jets to prove exactly what he is. The whole situation there was an absolute mess. I tried to tell Jets fans all last summer, I don't know what you're getting your hopes up for. This is a mirage. I don't care who they sign. I don't care who they brought in. This team is not going to be good in any way whatsoever, and here they are drafting number two overall.
0: Uh, so as I mentioned, Devonte Smith didn't really do a, a lot there. He, he's an interesting guy to me in that I think he can do a lot of good things at the next level, but everyone's kind of concerned about the size and he didn't do, if I recall, I didn't do like a lot of the measurements and stuff. And I would think that that's something, and maybe he's doing that because he knows he's going to measure in a little smaller than what uh, the scouts would like, but I think he's great out of the two of them, between him and Jalen Waddle, who would you take as as the best wide receiver on that? Out of that, team? It's,
3: it's interesting. And what Devonte did? No, he didn't do anything at his combine. But you know, it did say, "Oh, and by the way, I weigh 175 pounds." Because you knew everybody wanted to know, mm-hmm. and so he weighs 175. And I'll tell you right now, uh, I have the same body type that Devonte Smith has. He's about as big as he's going to get. You, I mean, without it being an issue, without it being bad weight. Devontae Smith runs cleaner routes. He's the more complete receiver. It's what you're looking for, though. If you were looking for a Tyreek Hill type impact, Jalen Waddell is your guy. Um, you know, when he steps on the field, everybody, you know, everybody in the secondary says, all right, he's over here, and everything will adjust to that because you know you know he's the home run hitter. But Devontae Smith, he's just clean, he's smooth. He never seems to take the hit that you're so concerned about him taking. And, of course, now the league has done so much to make sure that these guys are not going to take these hits anymore by levying heavy fines and kicking players out of game. For me, if I'm looking for the more complete receiver, I'm going to take Devontae Smith. If I'm looking for somebody who's going to be a knockout punt returner, Uh, somebody who's going to put the fear of death into a defense when he comes on the field because I can do so many things with him, Mm -hmm. and he's just that fast, then you want Jalen Waddle. I think both players are easily going to go top 20. Uh, I don't have any concerns about that. Um, For me, though, if I'm looking for a true one-day number one wide receiver, it it would be Devontos.
0: Is Patrick Sertan going to be the number one uh, cornerback taken, or is that going to be Caleb Farley at Virginia Tech?
3: Actually, Nathan, it's going to be neither. It is going to be J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn, and now this is why this is such a fun cornerback class, because we're actually talking about three legacy kids here, Um, two former stars of the cornerback position, and, of course, Joe Horn's son. J.C. Horn, his testing was off the charts. He put together one of the best cornerback testing workouts ever. Not last five years, not last ten years, ever. (laughs) Um, And plus, he's, he's already got that veteran savvy to him. When he's in a little bit of a trail technique, he's real smart. He can find a way to pinch his ring finger, to pinky finger, have a little handful of jersey, a little handful of something. He's a very, very smooth player. Caleb Farley, the injuries. Look, we're talking about a guy now who didn't play the 2020 season. He's just now having his second back procedure in a year, and there's also an ACL tear on the resume. So now you don't have time speed. You don't have any tape to go off of since November of 2019. You've got an injury concern. When you have a draft grade on somebody, you have empty boxes with Caleb Farley. It's certainly going to make for an interesting case for him. You know, he may end up going to the 20s, and then you're going to have a whole bunch of teams start scratching their heads going, didn't think he was going to be here. Well, where are we on him? Um, And it's a tough thing to happen for Farley. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Patrick Chetan, his workout was fantastic. Um, It wasn't as good as J.C. Horn's. I don't think he's as smooth in his hips and, you know, uh, flipping his hips as J.C. Horn is. He's still going to go top 20 as well. Um, but J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, he is going to be a beast. He was somebody we loved as a possibility for the Browns to take a 26. And right now, I would be surprised if he went as high as 9 to Denver or 10 even to Dallas. Wow. He is that good of a player.
0: Wow. That is, uh, that's fantastic. Because, yeah, I think that's... Uh... He, I don't think his name has been mentioned, you know, with the likes of Sertan and, and Farley. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, it, it seems like more that he's uh, kind of in the background, so to speak, be, amongst you know the corners. Maybe not anymore after the test
3: It it, 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 up, it certainly picked up more after the pro day. But mm-hmm. you, you see, when you watch him on tape, you see a guy who looks like he's actually playing on Sunday. Technique, things of that nature. He's ready to go. uh he's a, he's a fantastic player. He's fluid. He's smart. He, he's going to be special. J.C. Horn is going to be a hell of a player.
0: A couple other pro days that I guess that kind of i like to get your thoughts on and then if you have any other ones that stuck out to you. But Miami, I think there's so much questions regarding, uh, you know, Gregory Russo, the defensive end, also uh, Jalen Phillips and stuff. Um, what did you make of, of their pro days and where do you think – did they check off the boxes that so many teams, I guess, have questions on?
3: I think Gregory Russo Brousseau probably did not have the day everybody was hoping for. Um, you know, the speed was okay. Um, not much explosion in the jump. Um, you know, and, but it's, it's interesting though because he's still over six, uh, still over six six, and he has a lot of experience of playing in the inside as well. So if you get to the latter part of round one, um, and everybody, oh well, maybe he's only a rotational on defensive end. Well, that's okay. These teams drafting later in round one. They're not necessarily looking to draft a starting player. The Browns right now don't necessarily, if Greedy Williams' health is okay, they're not drafting a player who's going to start at 26. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a player, if you're a team like Kansas City and say, oh, well, we'd always love to use one more pass rusher, <laughs> Greg Rousseau fits that bill. Mm-hmm. Jalen Phillips, it was an incredible workout. Absolutely incredible. And if it wasn't for the fact that he medically retired from UCLA, we would have ourselves a top 10 edge in this class most likely in Jalen Phillips. But what happened, you know, and apparently it's concussion related. Well, how many have you had? And, you know, how do I roll the dice on this that, you know, you don't take one hit in the summer and I don't see you for four months. I don't see you for a season. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, you know, medicals, as we talk about every year, Nathan, that's the most difficult one to be ready to. Um, and I don't think anybody truly knows the story with Jalen Phillips. It was a good year at Miami. He looked really good, tested through the charts, tested off the charts the other day on Monday. But that, there's that big you know, rain cloud essentially hanging over him that nobody knows about his health. and you know, It's very difficult to you know, gamble a really high pick where you need help on somebody that you know is coming into the league. With a big long medical insurance.
0: and we said it last year that it would it would certainly be a little more difficult and uh, stuff you know drafting doing the virtual draft and stuff and you know this year even more difficult like said with that lack of film and the such the the, the gap in between times that a lot of these guys have played and uh, yeah with the concussions that's certainly um, troublesome so we'll see where he goes and then uh, UNC I mean we've mentioned uh, Michael Carter the running back uh, a few different times here had a Thought he had a good senior bowl down there in Mobile. Um, what'd you make of his day and um, anyone else that North Carolina that stuck out to you?
3: I, I think his day was just basically affirmation. Everybody saw what he did the senior bowl, everybody saw the athleticism, everybody saw the fact that he can do some things out of the backfield as a receiver. Um, not somebody who's going to go round one, um, but he's going to be able to come on the field and he's going to be able to give you some juice. Everybody's looking for a back who can give you some Alvin Tamara type of ability and I think you get that from a player like Michael Carter. I think one player that really is picking up steam from UNC as well is uh, Diane Brown, the wide receiver. Here was somebody you really thought was maybe going to be an early day three selection seems to be locked in now at day two, Uh, runs the deep routes very well, is able to create separation, and once you get past that flurry of 5 to 7, that go in about the first 40 to 45 picks or so, you're going to get yourself in that 45 to 64 range, and, you know, he's probably going to be a good team drafting later in each round that's going to bring in somebody like Danny Brown, and they're going to be really, really surprised what they have. The a guy that can contribute, you know, in shorter routes, you know, where you're looking for yak, you know, crucial third and seven, you know, can he move the chains, and somebody can also contribute on, you know, the deep, flip-in-the-field position type of route.
0: Any other pro days, any other uh, workouts Um anything else stand out to you over these last few weeks
3: well i would say today from coming from kentucky now we've had some of the bigger names you know, daniel jeremiah these types of guys try to tell us about you know jamin davis and you know kelvin Jones, the cornerback and you know when they start saying names that you know oh, these guys could maybe go top 32 at the time everybody's like mm-hmm. but basically what they're telling you is these players are going to test off the charts Jamein Davis had a 41 inch vertical uh, today for a linebacker. Um, he's got long, long arms. Still put up over 20 bench reps. Uh, ran in the four fours. Uh, the tape is there. He can go sidelines to sidelines. Not a lot of teams value linebacker high anymore. But a player like Jamein Davis is one that's probably never going to come off the field. And Kelvin Joseph was a name that people tried to mention. You know, and he's higher names. You know, to but no. But there's Shertan, But there's Samuel. But there's Jason, you know, Jason Horn, and you know, and now you get today. You apparently, plays, uh, you know, in uh, the four threes, and that's how a player like that gets himself on the map. People are going to go, you know. I'm telling you right now, there are NFL teams right now doing everything they can, firing up Kentucky, Kentucky defensive film, getting themselves a little bit more, you know, situated with these two players. But they both had very, very excellent days today, and probably two players that you know, will be drafted, you know, before four picks 64.
0: Awesome for them. Uh, And just for the record, again, I'm I'm high on Kellen Mond. Uh, Any thoughts on how he tested? I like Kellen Mond. I'm with you all. I
3: think still a little rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think he was given the opportunity this year where it was kind of like, look, this is your show. Go do your thing. You know, a mistake or two might happen. Don't let it fester. Don't let it fluster you. And, you know, then obviously went down to the Senior Bowl. Looks great there. I mean, Potential starter one day, but, you know, if you're going to look for, you know, a backup, somebody you want to groom, Kellen Mond, you know, maybe top three rounds. You, know, you like the size. You like the arm strength. Uh, you be able to throw the ball to all levels. Fun player.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be a, certainly not a starter this year, but I think he's got the potential. You give him a couple of years and fine-tune his game, I think he's got the potential to be a, a big breakout star, and he, he seems to – he has that moxie about him. He says he's ready to prove people wrong, and that's – that's what I like to see. Jeff, I always appreciate the time, my friend, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you a bunch in April here uh, as we uh, get ever so closer to the NFL draft. Uh, thank goodness it's here. And uh, happy birthday again, and uh, looking forward to talk with you uh, soon.
3: No problem at all, Nathan. All the best. Thank you, Jeff.
0: It's Jeff Lloyd II from the Lockdown Browns podcast. I mean, yeah. it's hyperbole. No, it's not hyperbole. I think he's just – he's so good. He's, he's so knowledgeable about what he talks about. It's just great. Uh, love talking football with him and having him on the podcast. He's great. So, again, uh, do yourself a favor, especially any Browns fans out there, go get the Locked On – listen to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Jeff Lloyd uh, does great work. Uh, Pete Smith there. It's Pete Smith, right? It, it better be. If I got his name wrong, that would not be good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just – Jeff knows so much. He's very good at what he does. And, yes, it is Pete Smith. I don't know. I even doubted myself. So, uh, yeah, take a listen to that. And we'll have Jeff on multiple times, uh, hopefully three times in April, previewing, you know, the, talking about the offensive players in this draft, talking about the defensive players, and then a mock draft the week of the NFL draft, which it, it's, it's, it's coming soon, folks. It, 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 we're here. It's a month away. And we're very excited for that. Uh, hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. We talked March Madness. We talked baseball. We talked NFL. We talked you know NFL Draft. It's, it's a great time of the sports calendar. Uh, so enjoy the Final Four on Saturday. First Final Four again ever with no teams from the Eastern Time Zone, but specifically no teams east of the Mississippi River, which again means no teams from the Eastern Time Zone. It's just a different way of saying it. Uh, so fascinating. Can UCLA complete their run? I don't think so. Gonzaga is just the best team. Gonzaga is going to win the Final Four. They're going to com- uh, cap off the undefeated season. They're just fantastic, and they're fun to watch. Like this, is not a team that I think you could say like, oh, I don't want Gonzaga to win. This is this is a team. This is a program that you can get behind and want to see succeed and win year in and year out. Marks you one of the best uh, so if you have the uh, of course our baseball pre, uh, predictions and, and the preview and stuff so enjoy opening day. The masters is coming up next week. NFL draft at the end of the month. it's fantastic. So for Travis. And Jeff, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block podcast. Again, available on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at ndstack and follow uh, Travis Crins on Twitter at travis Krenz. Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, you can get the Lockdown Browns podcast at Lockdown Browns. Uh, Facebook Nathan Stack and a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. So for Jeff and Travis. I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition. Enjoy the Final Four. Enjoy this beautiful weather that's coming. The warmer weather. And we will be back next week to recap the Final Four. Talk baseball. Talk maybe more NFL Draft. And preview the Masters. And see what else comes up on the uh, on the sports docket. It's making headlines. So, for everyone here, Nathan Sacken saying thank you very much for listening. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy the Final Four. Talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast.